0: Welcome hunters to the Hunters Hub. Uh, today we are joined by Mork Daddy. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing excellent. And how is everyone today? I'm um, amazing. Okay, that's uh, good. And Haru <laughs> our faithful co-host. We're bo-
1: we're podcasting directly to you.
0: Directly to you. You can't see the hand motions, but directly it's going around. That's the why way. it's funny because it's lame. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is 4-1. Um I'm excited about this episode um, today for the most part is going to be Iceborne free now as primarily a monster podcast like oh what are you doing we are a general podcast now but I feel like the next like six to nine years is going to be Iceborne so I wanted to get like sort of like clean out our gaming closets like we've all been doing uh, before Iceborne releases so we can have a clean slate and just binge that game as much as we can. Um, So uh, that being said, we are going to talk about today's direct. We're going to talk about a lot of games we've been playing. And we will start off the podcast with the one bit of Monster Hunter Iceborne news because it won't fucking stop. Trailers, trailers, go. trailers.
2: Dom,
3: dom, 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 dom,
2: dom, 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 Big
1: surprise! Capcom released another trailer as they want to do, and uh, it had a big monkey in it. This is not the base game. This is a DLC trailer. Uh, first, DLC. just like
0: Devil Joe, and it's the same timing too. It was like the week of. Yep. Exact same yeah. time.
1: <laughs> and they um, they announced it for October No dates, no, just uh, the month of October uh,
0: It's Halloween Because oh, so not... the monkey's going to scare the shit out of you oh,
3: Have you seen those dark red eyes? They are so full of vengeance and murder Oh my god, it's just
0: bone chilling Holy crap
1: No, it's it's a monkey is what it is <laughs> But okay
0: Uh, Well, okay Here's the thing I am not afraid of Rajong. I have never been afraid of Rajong. I don't even his apex form was annoying as hell. I hated it, but it doesn't has never feared me, because I played the old version of Rajong where it was just freaking unfair and his like freaking knee knock would kill you almost <laughs> like like as much as people complain about four ultimate Rajong like. She, like just like freedom to Rajong was just insanely insanely uh p- powerful. so here's the here's the thing for for uh for me um it, I am not afraid of a lot of things. Uh, it's just I'm not saying like hey I'm some sort of tough guy. I just like I don't encounter like living uh in the country. You see a lot of creepy stuff. I've been surrounded by coyotes before. That was really scary at the time. But coyotes don't scare me. <laughs> like that, that kind of stuff. Seeing the way Rajong stood up. Like how a gorilla sort of intimidates people. And just sort of imposes. That freaked me out. I was like, that's not cool. Like, uh, I No, just watching it. I was just like, this is too gorilla-like. This is just just like, I don't know how we're going to handle this as a hunter, which was my original reaction to Gonga in the Freedom 2 days. Like, I don't know how to handle this. This is not how monsters it. Well, the animation <laughs> is
1: sort of weird, too. There's some quality about it.
3: Well, even Gonga right. to, like, some extent was also quite terrifying, especially when he winds up and then he just throws his entire body across the map. I'm like, holy crap, how do you... How do you fight this? Like, he's just jumping all over the place, and, like, even as he's, like, jumping backwards and forwards and stuff like that, he's chipping away health like crazy. Rajang just Mm -hmm. takes it to, like, a whole new level with, like, his sonic death ball attack, which I'm really excited to see, and those crazy death beams that come out of his mouth. Like, if you're playing online with a bunch of people, it's just... It's a roulette game. Like, it's Russian roulette, but with, like, Rajang beams. It's insane how powerful he is. Um... But yeah, like I'm, I'm really excited to see this guy like just tearing the competition up. Like uh, I'm so sick of like the whole Basil Goose and um, uh, Devil Joe scene. I like... like. Oh man, throw the monkey in there, and it's it's going to be a whole different ball game. Especially considering like they're both weak to electric, so it's like, what is Rajan going to do to
1: them? I mean, that, yeah, the thing yeah. Is it's <laughs> not a different ball game because every game, like except three, has had Roshan and Devil Joe. And Zenogre and Brickidios. like it's like the the Monster Hunter stable now. They kind of turn every game yeah. into this sort of same amalgamation of things. Yeah, and, like, I mean, we have seen
3: or three U, but um, yeah, seeing him in like four after after being after playing Freedom and Freedom Unite, and then like playing three, I was like, well, uh, I feel like this game's kind of missing a few of the essentials that really like scared the crap out of me. But then like after playing four and then finding, I'm like. <gasps> he's back and now i've got like that same sensation like after seeing that trailer for uh the game that i dare not mention um yeah just seeing that trailer i i mean we... i had chills like i was shaking and i had goosebumps all over me and i was like oh my god oh, uh, am i ready for this like i don't know and i'm like just watching this and i'm like this is so intense like this is more hype than Zenóker ever was by far like for me yeah i know i know the community's well... gonna hate me for saying that but sorry Rajang more hype than ogre by a mile.
0: So, uh, one, a couple things I want to mention um, before we move on. Not that we're going to right now, but just like two points that just stick in my head for Rajong right mm-hmm. now. Uh, big one is uh, did you guys know that on YouTube, the number three trending video was was the Rajong trailer?
3: Whoa! Holy crap! On YouTube? Really? Y-
0: yeah, so it was number three trending, just the Monster Hunter trailer. Oh my god! Um, yes. So, Monster Hunters come a long way. Like that was a that was a big milestone. At least I feel. Um, it was just crazy, uh, and I you know I saw someone else you know say that and I checked it out that kind of stuff. I don't watch trends a lot of the time. What, what do you think? I am a podcaster, <laughs> <laughs> like. Um, but uh, the other big point, and I must say this because I say it every time, and I don't care if people are mad or upset about this, but because I've already been in a couple fights on Reddit today over this, it's like Zhang does not eat Kieran. There's no evidence for this. Oh, There's nothing to back it up. The frontier ecology and, thing, yeah. It was a fan-made trailer from a fan, like the, it was a game company. Yeah, it was fan-made because there was Monster Hunter Online, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like the most uncannon of uh, uh, uncannoned Monster Hunter next to Frontier. Like, it's just not, it's not canon. And all, uh, a big reason is that any other monster that preys on another monster in Monster Hunter since the beginning, and you can see this in evidence in Monster Hunter One, even um, that. If a monster eats something, and it's a predator, you can normally find things like that uh, of the prey near it, on it, in a quest with it, something, right? That does not happen. Rajong and Kirin have never had a a dual quest. They have never met in any sort of official monster hunter way. Mm -hmm. They have... um, uh, There is no Kirin parts found on Rajong drops like there is with small and large lobster shells with Plesiath. Uh, Nersella Hide has Gypsorus Hide, and you can see dead Gypsoruses all over 4th uh, generation. Um, there's all sorts of signs of monster predation in ecology, and there's no sign of that in any of the Monster Hunters between Kirin and Rishong. It's a fan theory that has really no basis within in the game. But no, um, no backing just up. within what so, we
1: saw in this trailer, uh, we do see... Um, uh, Rajong in maybe the same lava area. I thought it was Zora Macros, but it might be this new area that we're sort of seeing hints of. Um, it might be the, like, Rajong and Kieran are potentially both in that same area. So they might have some interaction, sure. even if it's not, uh, the one that's been speculated.
2: hmm.
0: Right. And that's, I feel that's uh, still, even in the contents context of Monster Hunter World, the way that we don't normally have something with an Elder Dragon. There are a few exceptions, but if an Elder Dragon is present, which includes Kieran, um, normally you're not going to have another monster, unless it's just a special Yeah, you're place. right, yeah. so probably um, not. So. Yeah. Uh, there is an homage to this theory, and I will admit, there is a relationship, because of this theory, you do see what what people are calling Kieran-fur uh, in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning of the trailer um that doesn't mean that Rajong eats kieran it yeah. doesn't mean that at all yeah it doesn't mean that they were it, it, at, at, at most it means they were in a fight yeah i mean right uh,
3: yeah <laughs> i'm inclined to agree because um yeah like uh, there has not been a case where we have seen a Rajong that um uh, like one gets angry does not transform into like his you know golden super saiyan form um Right. Um. And yeah, like there would have to be like a huge number of Kirin in order to be able to supply that you know, for, you know, that many Rajong to be able to achieve that, you know, rite of passage as people have been referring to it in that lore where they eat that horn and then they'd get superpowers. I mean, yeah, like if, you know, if there was evidence for the case where like, you know, maybe a Kirin was able to regenerate the horn, which, you know, there is... There's no evidence of that, because, you know, there's no actual unicorns out there that get the crap beaten out of them by giant apes, and then, yeah, whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah. Like, it is a huge uh, leap of um, of assumption to say that, yeah, there would be enough Kirin to be able to support that many Rajon, considering how many uh, Rajon people hunt in order to be able to get the full equipment and the weapons fully upgraded and such. Right. So, I mean, yeah, like, it is kind of a big leap. The fact that, um, in that trailer, they are hinting towards, you know, the fact that Kieran are being chased around by maybe a Rajong, maybe. We don't know, actually know until we actually play the game and get the DLC for October. Um, right. Yeah, but I mean, like, if, if, um, if the ecology for Rajong or Kieran is, um, in any way affected by, um, the general populace and like how, how it's been impacted by that one scene that everybody is seeing on YouTube of, of a Kieran being attacked by a Rajong, then, you know, maybe that can be introduced, but it's kind of an iffy thing for
0: them to do that. Like And it they didn't have That video to do doesn't it, even but... show yeah, exactly. The video doesn't even show Rajon killing him. Exactly, Kieran. yeah. Kieran gets away. Yeah, absolutely. Unharmed. Yeah, exactly.
3: Like, we've only ever seen, like, the um, fur at the intro for it, where the Admiral is, like, looking at the fur and going, huh, that's interesting, and then he gets attacked by Rajon. But, um, yeah, like, it, it leaves a lot of room for questions and for debate, which I like. It's healthy. I like that kind of discussion. like that room for discussion. But yeah, I don't think it's concrete. Well, even,
0: even if they come out and say, hey... Rejongs eat Kyrans, right? I'm gonna, I'm still gonna call bullshit on Cap. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like I don't care if they come out and, cause, but, and it's all based off of this. And I'm, I'm gonna quote this because I, have quoted this a couple times today. Uh, this is the Hunter Note entry for Monster Hunter World for Kieran. Mm-hmm. Kieran are so rarely sighted that little is known of their ecology. It is said that they uh, envelop themselves in pure electricity when provoked.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. If they're so rarely sighted, <laughs> right, there cannot be enough of a population to sustain an apex predator like Rajong. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that Rajong exclusively eats Karen, but that can't be on the menu either. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah. So, something. I've Haru, never, what, do you, what do you feel?
1: Something I've never really quite uh, clicked uh, in my mind is, you know, in actual environmental science, in the real world, the trophic levels. Uh you have producer, plants, uh primary consumer herbivores, uh secondary yeah. consumer uh carnivores, and then tertiary and up are carnivores that feed on other carnivores. And within those yeah. tropic levels, uh only ten percent of the energy is transferred up to the higher creatures. Right. So uh if you if you take like a hundred percent of everything on Earth, uh of the biomass fixed on Earth it starts as plants then only ten percent of that will be, become herbivores, and only ten percent of that, so one percent of the whole will become carnivores, which is kind of interesting to think about with Monster Hunter, because there are a lot of predators. Oh, it's very
0: predator heavy. Oh, <laughs> very predator heavy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, you're you're right, and in, in real world ecology, it doesn't just simply doesn't work. So, I think even the confines of Monster Hunter, just with going based off of their own lores and their own hunter notes and all that kind of stuff it's always been kind of a thing now i I will say this like it is a cool idea right to have an elder dragon rivalry with uh rajong we see that with odogarin and valhazic right not much of a rivalry (laughs) not really right but that's the thing is like elder dragons as per monster hunter lore are way elder you know they're way above the echelon of other monsters because they are remnants of the true dragons from the dragon wars or whatever that were in the past they are the elder dragons were the upper class of the monsters that were threatening like human existence (laughs) like human and would vary in existence at a time um so that's why Elders are so closely watched. And there's actual lore reasons for why Elders are so powerful. And eventually, not today, and I don't want to get into this now, but a lot of people even contest, well, Kieran's not a dragon. And, I, and I'll get to that at a later date, right?
3: Mm-hmm, right.
0: But suffice it to say, he is currently classified as a Elder Dragon within the game. And I have to leave it there. The hell kind of horse has scales, <laughs> guys. <laughs> A Karen does. But anyways.
1: Um. Um, yeah, just one last thing I wanted to say. Uh, it doesn't need any explanation. Sure. Uh, if they add mm-hmm. Kongalala to this game, there goes the disc Capcom. I snap it in half. Just don't do it.
3: Yeah. We don't We don't <laughs> need Kongalala in this game. Like it's...
0: Now, I will cite an adjacent comment to this. Uh, I was telling my brother, um, because we played Monster Hunter together, we're both really into the game. I was telling my brother, because I showed him the trailer yesterday, On uh, we were... Yesterday was, like, a shit day at work. I, w- I think I worked, like, 14 hours. It was nuts. Um, but we actually we had a, a lunch break, and uh, I was just like, hey, uh, they got a new trailer there. And we were speculating, obviously, because, you know, we're both fans, and so we like to speculate. Um, what if, like, Blaine Gonga is just secretly in this game? Because it seems very odd to get a skeleton of a monster that has other monsters within that skeleton. That, and not get those other that's monsters. That's true. So. I'd rather they just, hmm.
1: just add a new one, though, than, than just another monster. true also. I, monster. I
0: would rather... And I feel like... I know I was really down on monster count and that kind of stuff, but I feel like there's still going to be surprise monsters. And I said this a couple times ago. Like I still feel like there's going to be a couple surprises. I think Blangonga, because he fits that, that Horror Frost Reach very well. Yeah. Like, very
1: yeah, well. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah, uh, huge at this point. I mean it's probably the biggest right. expansion and side game, whatever you want to call I it. I would
0: Right. I was they do they do it doesn't just say a Monster Hunter World expansion, it does say a massive <laughs> like a massive expansion. I was very down on it. You know that Haru. I was like, nah, they're not gonna do yeah, that. Like, the, what are they shown? Nah, 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 yeah. nah. I'm <laughs> like, um I'm on board. Like if you guys saw me on Twitter, I was like, hey guys, chill out. We can avoid you know, we can just enjoy the time, enjoy the hype. We don't have to be overly cause for me, that was more like people getting mad at the uh, what is it? France got uh, broke street date for the game for a lot of people. Mm. So like, you know, like just calm down. We're gonna love the game, and it'll be good. So yeah, um, but yeah, it's a good it's a good point, Haru. Like it it really made me think. Like, yeah, we are gonna get maybe some other primitus skeletons. Yeah. So, and hopefully a new one you're right a new one I always want new stuff I always want a new monster um, so yeah uh, so that's it for uh, it took up a lot more time than I would want it to because we have a lot to talk about today uh, as far as like because we have not talked about anything outside of Iceborne we're going to go uh,
1: <laughs> we might go extended for this one uh, loyal Yeah, listeners. it's going to be
0: probably a longer one Yeah. yes um so first of all uh the nintendo direct dropped today uh to be honest it dropped pretty late uh it is only three and a half hours after the 48 minute direct dropped so we don't have a lot of time and i wasn't even able to have enough time before i was home to record to even watch the whole thing so i actually skimmed it more so than anything um so uh, but I do have uh quite a few points. i think i like I said I have six things that I wanted to mention out of it. I feel like that's more than anyone would want um <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like uh, why don't you guys go ahead and uh start us off, i guess
3: uh Haru, would you like to do the honors
1: uh ha not ha, ha. last one <laughs> I was yeah. about those. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess I was interested in Deadly Premonition 2, which was the first time announcement, a lot of the other things, ports and yeah. stuff. Um, it's it's not by the original developer, uh, which is a detriment one would um, assume, but I don't know, hopefully they can yeah. pull it off, uh, this new developer, I forget who it was.
0: Yeah, because then you have to trust them all over again, mm-hmm. I get that sentiment. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, I mean, not much to say about it. It's just, uh, you know, it's just a little trailer with a little detective work. I, I really like detective media, uh, just personally. Sure. I, I, I mean, I'd have to get to the first, I permission, but it's interesting to see such a non-watchdogs guaranteed thing game, uh, get a sequel.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, well, One of the things that I was, like, over to the moon about, uh, excited for is the the SNES stuff, uh, that's free. Like, with the Nintendo online subscription, we're getting, what did they say, 20 SNES games? Whoa. Which I think is, like, it's a lot. Uh, and there's some really good ones on there. Uh, we don't have any of the Donkey Kongs, which is unfortunate. But I feel like that, that could happen. Um, the, uh... The, but the two that were like Knock my socks off amazing Because I love these games Are um, uh, Kirby Golf <laughs> I love Kirby Golf I've always loved Kirby Golf I don't think I've ever beaten Kirby Golf But I've played a hell of a lot of it um, I like golf as like a real sport I very rarely get to play it um, and I actually have a set of clubs From my late grandfather But like I don't get to play it But I love video games about golf um, and I don't talk about that much in, in the podcast because I don't get to play it too often, but I like more, I've always liked the sort of like Nintendo slash Mario take on more gamifying sport games and Kirby golf was the biggest one for me. Um, you know, like Mario golf was pretty good, but it's really close to real golf. Anyways, Kirby, Kirby golf was like Kirby rules with golf. Like it was pretty awesome. Um, and then also a, a little shout out to Game Grumps. If you guys ever watched it, Game Grumps. Oh, my God. Kirby I love Game Golf Grumps. Episodes. They're just so hilarious. The the Game Grumps, like, Kirby Golf episodes. Oh, man. Some of the best stuff. That and Stick Fight. Those two game series for them, amazing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, and the other one was Yoshi's Island. And Yoshi's Island, I think, it's hard to say, but I think it's my favorite SNES game. Like... Oh, there's a lot of really good ones like EVO, The Search for Eden, which will never come on this. No one is ever going to put EVO on there. But, <laughs> um, uh, you know, like, it mean, would be cool because it's super rare, hard to find. It's like a $200 cartridge out of box. Like, no one's going to play that unless they emulate it. Um, yeah, just like I was just excited to see that. Uh, and then it was like, uh, uh Sorry. I'm getting a little tongue-tied here, uh, MORG. What is something that that you found pretty awesome? mm Hmm. Right. There was a question. Oh, sorry. Uh, what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> what did you like <laughs> what from is the direct? You... It's been Cutting in and out a little bit. Oh, good gravy. No, oh, that's okay. Uh, so like, what what did you find interesting in the direct or? Uh, because I don't want to just monologue the whole time about. Stuff I was excited for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, un- unfortunately,
3: I missed the direct as well. So I mean, um. Unfortunately, hearing about um Super Nintendo games actually coming out. Um. I'm not actually sh- like um. This is actually complete news to me. Um. Yeah. Okay. From my experience of playing like uh, Super Nintendo games, I think um the fundamental games were definitely going to be Super Mario World, um Super Metroid. Uh, what was another really good one sure. that I loved? Uh, Super Mario Kart was definitely top of the list. If if that game was to definitely come out on non virtual, that would that
0: would be Ooh. so epic. Like that would be really really awesome. Um, you know, like just a little sidetrack here. I actually don't like Super Mario Kart because <gasps> I only I only, I'm serious. Like I only like Mario Kart sixty four, and I feel like it went downhill from there up until Mario Kart eight. Oh, like I'm just like. Double Dash is just, so good. Hey, that's just my
3: oh. the, the original I, Super Mario. I don't like amazing.
0: Double Dash because they had so little shortcuts, and that was like my thing in in sixty four. I love I just like shortcuts. the unique
1: cl- character classes and like All wasn't just, as generic. It was, it was cool. it's like hmm. your Mario Kart eight, you have RPG elements. Yeah, I and mean, it's a great yeah. game, but it's just kind of boring when everything's the same, or like slightly different, but not really. Yeah, I mean
0: there was cart speeds and that kind of stuff. I'm not really into that myself, but just, like, the tracks, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Okay. okay. Well, um, I guess I'll continue on with, um, Little Town Hero, uh, the Game Freak game. The first thing they've done outside of Pokemon in a long time? Oh Since
1: yeah, Tembo yeah. the Badass this, yeah. Elephant. The classic <laughs> Badass Elephant game.
0: Dude.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dude, uh, so this game, this, I'm gonna admit, this gives me Monster Hunter vibes, like old-school Monster Hunter vibes. I'm the protector of the village.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I've also noticed that there are a lot of elements that it seemed, they seem to have incorporated from some elements of, like, the earlier Pokemon games that kind of translate into this yeah. a lot. And um, seeing as... Um, seeing uh, how, do I, how do I describe it? There's been a lot of um, polarizing uh, debate about Sword and Shield, especially with... Um, all the all the big changes that they're making to that game, and it almost oh, yeah. feels like no
0: national Pokedex and all of that. Exactly, yeah.
3: and it almost feels like Little Town Heroes seems to be um, seems to be the one that they're putting um, more effort into than they are into Pokemon Sword and Shield. Like Pokemon Sword and Shield kind of feels like it's mm. I don't know what it is about um, Pokemon right now, but it seems to be taking a backseat. Like I understand that Game Freak would like to be able to branch out into different. Um, different uh, game ideas like different concepts and stuff like that but it almost feels like how did they put it um yeah well they're it, reusing the xy yeah.
1: engine and models for one which makes it look yeah, real bad
3: yeah. like it really feels like that um, the the traditional pokemon games they, you almost want to say that that was like their bread and butter like they wouldn't want to mess around with that too much but I mean, with how many Pokemon that they've been continuously adding to those games, and then, like, you know, making the decks, like, too big, like, obviously, how are you going to catch a thousand Pokemon, right? Like, it, it just gets insane. Like, it gets steamrolled by, like, this huge pressure. It's like, well, what mm-hmm. is the point of even playing this game? I kind of felt like that when I was playing Pokemon Emerald and stuff like that. I'm like, there's just too many of them.
1: But, you um, like, 500 you know, at that point. It, yeah. Yeah it, kinda, now, yeah,
3: it almost uh, kind of yeah, it kind of feels like they're just kind of doing like a soft reset where they're just like, well, we've got to take a step back and reevaluate yeah. the franchise for what it is and stuff like that. And I've even heard that um, uh, the game itself does not make all the money; it's the merchandise, like all the physical stuff, like the the plushies and the action that figures, doesn't surprise and the card me. game, and stuff like that. That's where all the real money is.
0: Oh, dude, the card game, dude, it's. <laughs> You know, like people talk about gotcha games and that kind of stuff, how oh, they're so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. as a big magic player, yeah. uh, well, not as big as I was, but, you know, as a magic player, uh, seeing Pokemon cards, Yu Gi Oh! Uh, what's the new one? Argent Tower? Yeah. Is that the name well, of I it? Well, I remember it even Digimon like being,
3: for a time, being pretty popular, but that's kind of like been. <laughs> these
0: are gotcha games. Yeah. Like, these are, like, well worse. Like, d- like. Even back in the day, first set of Pokemon cards, getting a foil Charizard hundred dollars. Oh like it's yeah. insane. And but people would pay it. People would pay two hundred because it was like, Nope, I don't want to sell it. Well would you buy it for two like would you sell it for two hundred? Oh I don't know. Like, like Oh man. Um but one of the uh one of the things that uh I would suggest to you more mm-hmm. because I have played almost every Pokemon. Yeah. Now I'm not a huge Pokemon fan. Uh, and I, w- I was right. I was up until the end of second generation, but then, like about two thousand four, guess what came out? Monster Hunter, yeah. and it replaced it entirely yeah. in my heart. Um, but here's, uh, but here's how you play Pokemon. At least how I play Pokemon to mm-hmm. make it more enjoyable. Role play the shit out of that RPG. Oh yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like I played uh, in, and just in Sun and Moon. Is that the recent one? Yeah, yeah Sun and Moon. Uh, Sun and Moon, I role-played as Bird Trainer Cham. Sorry, that's my real nickname, but yeah, (laughs) Bird Trainer Cham. Uh, I mean, it's fine. People people can know that. Um, But, like, Bird Trainer Cham. Like, I made... I had an all-bird-type Pokemon team. Uh, Sword and Shield, I'm gonna go back to my OG. I'm gonna be Bug Trainer Cham. I don't care how many bug Pokemon are in there, and there's not six, I will totally play copies of bugs. Like, I... That's, like... Uh, that's what i'm gonna do and the fact we could dress ourselves i'm gonna dress like a bug trainer like (laughs) yeah yeah that was just like that's how i get fun out of the game yeah um so like and then the other thing i'd like to say it's kind of going back to your point about them like sort of focusing on um you know what we were originally talking about little town hero um I feel that's not the case. And I the reason why I say that is I feel they're big enough to have separate teams. I don't think that the Pokemon team at Game Freak is working on Little Town Hero. Mm. I feel that's a separate team. And the reason is they're just a big enough company to be able to do something like this now. If they weren't, I think they would still be focusing on their bread and butter, which is obviously Pokemon. Um, and in almost entirely, that the fact that that's probably the reason why they haven't released a game outside of Pokemon for so long. Mm-hmm. Right, Because they right. just didn't have the resources. But I feel they do now. That's what they
1: said, that they didn't want to expand their company, but they're still the same size, even though they make all this ridiculous amounts of money, mm-hmm. and they don't want to scale up production, right. or try more, resources, more ambitious projects.
0: But resources are not just people. It's also budget, right? And I feel the resources are more than they were. <laughs>
3: yeah, they have a <laughs>
0: lot of cash to play around with, so... I,
1: mm, I don't really agree with that, just based on how the games look.
3: Well, I mean, like, Pokemon okay. games have always fallen behind, like, um in in the sense that, like, you know, the graphics have, haven't have really, like, you know, been up to par with, like, a lot of, like, the AAA games have always been. So, like, you know, what was it, like, a couple of years back, where, you know, X and Y was coming out, and then we got 3D models, and we were all like, oh my god, Pokemon in 3D models, ah! Well, I mean, like, 3D games have been out since, like... N64, PlayStation, and Xbox and stuff like that. Like, the right. early consoles. And those those were, like, in the late 90s. You know, the big transfer over into, like, the big you know, 64-bit games. Well, you know, Pokemon has always lagged behind, and there's always been that element of, um, I'm not sure how to describe it, but, like, uh, there's, like, a an element of nostalgia to Pokemon that makes them such, you know, a strong franchise, in my mind.
0: So, yeah. Hmm. I yeah, mean, I mean they do rely on Gen One quite a bit. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, that's also I feel like uh, Pokemon Stadium mm-hmm. got uh, a lot of attention uh, because that was that was actually really the first time we got three Poke- D models of Pokemon was Pokemon Stadium, mm-hmm. which was in the N sixty four days. So yeah, like, and it wasn't even made uh, by Game
3: Freak, which would you believe it? I'm like, what? It's made by another company. Like, it just, but,
0: yeah. I mean, it's it's a huge franchise now. I kind of I see where people are coming from, like, in, in a way where it's like, hey, it's kind of lazy. It's the same models and whatnot, like. But in all honesty, game development's hard. I actually know from experience. I'm developing a game for our company. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, if I would, I oh, don't expect anything of it. It's not going to be wide released. It's <laughs> it's literally for for a trade show that we're doing. Um, but like. Uh, the the ability to actually just reuse assets is a huge thing in games, and it's why people don't yeah like don't like to do like build whole new things. But you know us as fans are like, oh, I'll just do the work, and it's like we're not developers, so we don't know the time and effort it takes to do that. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Right. Like I don't know the time and effort. Like it feels pretty cumbersome for me to be making like a two D beaver like I was for my game. Like. Mm-hmm yeah there's be like my game's like uh it's geared towards lumber mills, so like the enemies are like beavers and like woodpeckers and stuff that to kill sure, I'm stuff. not like, making just- the point
1: that uh Game Freak are lazy or whatever people have said, but I mean they are the only company Let's be the only well world of Warcraft in them, but the only company besides that that is so wildly successful and so far behind other game developers they're very singular or uh Maybe I with a couple feel, others uh, in that position.
0: I don't feel that "behind" is the right word. That that's like, yeah, they're they're not doing the same amount of graphics, but it's kind of like, is the Switch behind because it can't do the same graphics? Well, they're behind
1: Persona's gameplay, for instance. That's behind. Well,
0: well the
3: interesting thing about Nintendo is that they've never conformed to the mold. Like, they've always been like their own right. animal when it comes to video game concepts. Like, um, for the largest time, like, they've been considered, like, the big portable handheld um, giant, whereas others, they've been more focused around handheld, like, uh, home consoles. Sorry, yeah, not handheld. But, yeah, but, I mean, like, the Switch is kind of an interesting concept in itself, because it takes the idea of a handheld and turning it into a home console, which you know, that's really really interesting. Like, that's a good angle for, uh, a handheld console, making it not just right but w- you know
0: my my point is like we take it back to game freak right like they're working in a space they know very well mm-hmm. right yeah they're not changing things up a lot and that's kind of par for the course i feel though for game freak like i don't expect them to be pushing the boundaries and that kind of thing cuz they have something that works mm-hmm. and a lot of people love yeah and i don't feel that's behind i feel that's just their business strategy with pokemon like and as much as we don't want more of the same more of the same more of the same I feel like we're the vocal minority
1: yeah people complain on twitter about like uh, the national decks are definitely the most vocal minority when the series like millions of sales yeah
0: tens now, of i'm not disagreeing with you i would love to see some like wild progression out of pokemon and and i would be more i would be well more excited uh, if sword and shield had like some you know, like crazy things like going to be honest ever since Pokemon stadium, I have wished that every Pokemon gameplay wise, like as long as the fights go was like Pokemon Tournament. Yeah. That's why I love Pokemon tournament. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: think for <laughs> the longest time we and, were all hoping for that sort of like that 3d like fighter style game that you, you don't normally get in a tournament right. turn like Pokemon.
0: So, you yeah, know, yeah, I, I,
1: I can forgive them for not making perhaps that with a hundred different characters, but
0: Oh my god, yeah, that's, imagine that's insane. Modeling? That would
3: be insane!
0: Yeah, but like, I mean, at the same time, like, I guess I just, I have the Curb Enthusiasm approach with Pokemon. Like, I kind of gave up on that series as far as being excited about it when I was like, 14. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I just
1: feel like they're layering <laughs> different shortcuts. Like, they're reusing they're models, they're not putting in all of the old models that they can just reuse simply and mm. the new pokemon designs are very bad. <laughs> like yeah. uh the last thing I'll yeah. complain about is um, they they even asked a couple pokemon uh in this direct and previously like things like impidimp and uh which is like a demon pokemon uh cramorant which yeah. is like a water burr that has spits out fish and Poltergeist. like literally the faces on these pokemon are like smiley faces. Like I could draw them. <laughs> Um, (laughs) like, you can literally, like, draw Poltergeist's face with, like, three, uh, parentheses. And it's just, like, it's just, like, what's the point of this being on Switch if it's gonna look the same as a 3DS game, essentially?
0: Well, the point of it being on Switch is it's gonna sell better. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real answer. (laughs) That's not really benefiting
1: the consumer, though. Yeah.
0: No. Um, of course not. Um so let's go circle back yeah. around a to little town hero. Am I actually I mean I, I as a long side. See, this is going to be a long episode guys cuz uh we're not halfway through. But uh the little town hero, I'm excited uh I'm excited to see what what Game Freak will do that's new. Um sometimes they play with ideas that I love like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Uh it was a dungeon crawler with Pokemon if anyone ever played that. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah, I love yes. Mystery Dungeon. Mystery Dungeon's fantastic. Yeah, so so like wh- i'd like to see them break out of that show a little bit and like they're good good i feel they're good developers and and i think like they've kind of written themselves into a corner with pokemon and i'm glad they're sort of like breaking out of that uh, so i'm excited to see about little town heroes i don't know if i'll be getting it like right at launch um because there's just so many other things that take well above precedence for me uh for instance um doom mm, monster hunter yeah anything like anything diablo gets announced at blizzcon this year I- i'm gonna be screaming like a college fangirl like i just <laughs> like <Sweet. laughs> just gonna <laughs> like i've been oh man i love diablo um, <laughs> like, just briefly and i'm waiting for that diablo 4 just briefly the developer
1: yeah. for mystery dungeon was Chensoff, not game freak i got
0: gotcha, you but you know what i'm saying like I'd like to see them break out. Yeah, like the other people who develop Pokemon besides... Well, I mean, you know what? Little Town Hero
3: might actually be the game to break the mold, you know? Like, it it might, you know, follow a different algorithm, have a different formula, and, you know, it might be refreshing. People might actually like this, whereas, you know, Pokemon's been done to death. Like, everybody knows what the algorithm is. You just catch them all, you try and be the best, you clear all the gym leaders, and, you know, after a while, it gets stale. Like, we've been playing this game for more than 20 years... And you know, there's no real differentiation except for some mechanics that have changed. But you know, they no. always have to find something new. At, at what point do you do you find that you know it's it's different anymore? Like you know, after right. you run out of ideas. So maybe Little Town Hero might be the the game to be looking at as opposed to Pokemon. Like Pokemon, I think might be a dying breed i i don't want to i don't want to be the no one to, no uh, way oh no. I, I don't want to be the, i don't, I don't agree with you
0: on that I, i'm not yeah i'm not gonna try uh, while classic war. was like number one thing this week like <laughs> there's no way like, yeah i don't want to start um, any flame wars so, i'm just
3: saying you know there there might be an opportunity for something different if, if you catch what i mean
0: yeah uh so uh one last thing i want to mention about little town heroes uh and uh, so like you know Pokemon has the cat, uh, the moniker um, gotta catch them all right mm-hmm, yeah what if it has now become gotta kill them all? oh my God. like what if you get like ch- oh. I just like that's my that's my hope I gotta kill oh them my God. all anyways um, so is this just briefly next. is Little Town Hero a turn based yeah. game yes it is yeah based on the little that I've seen it looks very much like a turn based game still
1: it looked a lot like um Nino Kuni I think
0: yeah, art style wise, for sure. Uh, I think just the think designs it's, and how they're very uh, uh, Japanese, right? Um, yeah, and it, the um, the game is also supposed to be extremely more story focused too, mm-hmm. which is supposed to deviate from Pokemon in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. So, like, there's there's some there's some interesting uh, wrinkles uh, when you know we talk about Game Freak that you know they, that's what I'm saying. They're trying to break out of that shell, and I'm interested to see what happens. Um, so that, that said, uh, the next game I want to talk about is I, I'm going to talk a lot, well, a lot about ports. I'm sorry, but I'm <laughs> excited for them. Cause I love my switch, uh, is overwatch. Now, overwatch. I'm actually pretty decent at, um, but I, but I kind of quit playing it because my crew in quotations, uh, I actually had a, like a, like a ranked overwatch team. We all met online through Reddit and we stayed together for a good year, uh, of playing overwatch together very regularly. Uh, And I actually really enjoyed that, and I like Overwatch a lot, and if I have people to play with, which I will more so on the Switch than the PS4, um, that I can really enjoy that game. Uh, In the same vein, are you you guys familiar with the game Paladins? Paladins. I've heard of it. It's like a
1: knockoff, right?
0: It's a knockoff of Overwatch on the Switch, and I played the shit out of that game last year with some friends. Uh, because it was sort of like the overwatch on switch now we're getting the better less janky version <laughs> <laughs> you know sort of like I mean, you know like that's the thing like blizzard takes an idea and makes it better you know what i mean they, they weren't the originators of the rts so they kind of perfected it they weren't the originals of the mmo but they kind of perfected yeah, it. yeah exactly you know, like that kind of yeah. thing. uh the arpg is the same although people argue that that path to exile path to exile i get that confused with the magic card path of exile i would respectfully but, disagree
1: i think um, bioware is perfected the mmo and dragon and the position by making me not have to play with other people i think that elevates
3: the genre think... fortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah it it does stand for massively multiplayer online
1: i know but like the, the game anyway move on it's just a joke
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay no, I didn't play that. I, I the only the only Dragon Age I played that I- to any degree that I actually enjoyed is Dragon Age Two. Don't add me. Anyways, um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was more of a Mass Effect um, kind of
3: guy. I'm sorry, but I mean like that. That's how you know. That's how my boat floats. I mean, oh, I couldn't get enough of yeah, Mass Effect Two. That was
0: such a good game. Oh, I just want to go back. And I play tried it. like, I tried like six times. I just like I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't, I hate space, I hate space <laughs> um, yeah. but uh, uh, oh, well. the next one is another port, I didn't know this was a port uh, but until someone like t- like mentioned it was, is Return to the Oberdin. Um very highly stylized, like pencil sketch like, not murder mystery, but like, what happened to this ship, kind of thing so you have to sort of like, uncover the secrets of what happened to this ship um, and you
1: kind of, um, you, you sort of walk up to corpses and you see their, um, last moments or some memory of theirs, like, play out in this sort of ghostly... Yeah. It's very, it's very, like, it's a single person developed game, I think, so it's very rudimentary, uh, visually. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Who's it by? Oh! Who did this? I don't know. I didn't see the developer, I'm sorry. Like, I Wasn't just... Wasn't
1: the, um, the people who made... Uh, I, I don't get it. I'll look at it up.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll have to see that later. That does remind me. I'm gonna take a little bit step back to Little Town Hero. Um, the music. Did you guys see that it was the guy that did Undertale? Really? Yeah. That was. Yeah, it was it, him. He's the one doing the music, so he's like actually hired as the music for this Nintendo game. It pays freaking amazing. It definitely pays to make. Oh my really gosh. Popular indie game. I love his music. Well, like his dude. I can't even. I can't even say I forgot about at this point entirely until we talked about Oberdin. like I love Undertale music I will never play that game but I love that music everybody like, loves yeah. that music you can't hate on it like it's just too good oh the spider dance I love it anyways um, so uh, Re- the- <laughs>
1: Return of the Oberdin was developed by Lucas yeah. Pope who made Papers Please uh, which, which is a oh, yes. game I had forgotten about okay well, maybe Another more more thing. relevant than ever one might say
0: the first time I heard the name Lucas Pope, I almost freaked out. <laughs> There's literally the name of my uncle. Like, hmm. I literally have an uncle, Lucas Pope. Well, like, I was like, oh! Prepare to get
1: doxxed, fortunately. Oh!
0: <laughs> it's not him. It's totally not him. Because he's younger than me. But, like... <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's not him. I know it's not him. But, <laughs> I was just like, oh. So that name sticks out to me a lot. But, yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. Uh I would like to. I'd like to play Return of the Oberdin. I I didn't see when it's coming out or anything. Like I said, I skimmed through these videos. I saw it. I stopped. I was like, "That looks cool." Wrote the note. Had to move on because, (laughs) like, like that kind of thing. Um, yeah, super excited for that. I love murder mystery stuff. Uh, As much as I say I don't like anime, um, there was an anime I liked well before I became part of a Monster Hunter fandom and was like hey why are you guys talking about those crazy shows that I don't want to watch um, but like case closed or detective Conan mm. love that kind of stuff love it uh, and this is what I get a lot of those vibes from it like a murder mystery kind of thing except you know more of an interactive way to doing it yeah um, so the next one isn't really a game because this was an announcement and I think we actually covered this hard I don't remember uh, banjo kazooie being in smash Um, <laughs> Yep. and I don't want to hover on this too much, uh, but they did show the like how they fight and stuff, and there are some cool like uh homage, you know, homages to like uh the moves in the game series and that kind of stuff, especially like the beak bash is the down B. Pretty standard Smash Brothers down B, anyways, like a, just a down thrust, but holy cow! does banjo beat the shit out of kazooie on a side smash like oh my gosh and i was like i don't it's supposed to be funny because they do kind of joke around with some physical comedy in the game um uh like some uh like (laughs) some physical comedy but like it's never been like this like Violent. <laughs> this is like <laughs> they took a, like a page out of Looney
3: Tunes and they like turned it up like to a twenty and it's like oh my god like this is like this isn't even comedic anymore this is like really intense my god the things that he can do with that bird he just goes paw, 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 just literally body yeah, he's like he can do field. with that
1: bird
0: oh my god dude he's like he's like puny godding her like it's just like she's dead <laughs> like just like she's dead yeah pretty much like, um. I, and the reason why I brought this up is, like, it was actually very surprising to me. So, like, this was on in um, the the local video game shop that I hang out in uh, a lot of times on Wednesdays. Uh, spoilers, today's Wednesday. Anyways, I'm skimming out all the personal information today. Uh, <laughs> um, I I'm, I'm staying in a local game shop, and I'm talking with my friend who works there, and the, the direct is on behind us, but we're not paying attention. I know I have to watch it or at least try to skim it. So I wasn't really paying attention, but Banjo-Kazooie came on and I watched that happen. And I was like, Oh, and he was like, what? And he turns around. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> like the, both of us having that reaction. You like <laughs> that seems a little much. And like, I, I, I even said right then and there, there's a better move inside of Banjo-Kazooie that they could have done for a side smash. That wasn't just killing Kazooie. Um, Have you guys ever played the original Banjo-Kazooie? No. Um, I remember, well,
3: uh, the first time that I ever got into things like video game metal by uh, a guy I know, uh, Toxic Eternity. Um, By the way, follow him on YouTube and on Twitter because he does some fantastic work with the guitar. Holy crap. But uh, his original inspiration for doing um, uh, video game metal was Banjo-Kazooie, which really funny enough Mm. was... Uh, orchestrated by a guy who uh, used to be in a metal band. And I was like, what? Okay. You really? Like, it just came full circle. And I'm like, this is actually really impressive. And actually, having gone back and uh, watched some of the Banjo-Kazooie, which kind of has elements of, like, Donkey Kong 64, I want to say that Banjo-Kazooie did it first. Oh, sure. I mean
0: it's, it's like, rare. it
3: just has, like, that sort of vibe, that element to it. Like, not just the gameplay, but also the music as well. Like, there are just elements to that that are just so very strong that... Um, if I had an N64... Well, they are very
0: musical or, games. Yeah, yeah, if I had,
3: like, an emulator for N64, I would go and play Banjo-Kazooie right now. Like, it, it is good enough that I'm willing to go back and try that game. Like, there's so much nostalgic element to it, and I haven't even played the game myself. It's it's that good. Okay.
0: Well, the reason why I bring it up is the side smash could have easily been... There was a crouch that was, like, the, the beak thrust, as I think is what it was called. But basically... Banjo would have curled up, and then Kazooie kind of, like, ejects herself out of the back. She can't get out of the backpack, right? But but she actually projected herself forward enough that you actually slid forward, and it was, like, the only way to break certain, like, rocks and things. Like, a very powerful move, right? Mm-hmm. They could have made that the side smash. Like, there's a better option there instead of killing Kazooie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, I was just like I don't I have <laughs> it seems a <laughs> they little probably and, um... I was a they little... probably could have turned down
3: the violence to make it a little bit more like Woody Woodpecker style for for that level of violence
0: rather than just you know mm-hmm. going all like Mortal Kombat with the bird right the, by the way the new live action Woody the Woodpecker it's, it's definitely I wreck a warn I recommend watching it but I, I definitely warn you from watching it at the same mm-hmm. time yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> But guys. My kids like it a lot. We shouldn't overlook the yeah. big
1: news. They announced Terry. Terry, guys, Terry is coming to smash.
0: Oh, the brother of the famous
1: games, Jerry from a game at one point. Fatal Fury.
0: Yeah, theory. yeah.
2: So <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, the oh red
0: uh, oh. ball cap guy that I sometimes see in video games. Like Here's the thing. Like, I like fighting games, uh, but I'm not a huge fighting game fan that I don't know all fighting games. Um, it took the, the my friend at the game store, who we, we saw that announcement uh, also, to explain to me who that was. And, like, I've seen him before, but who is he? Like, <laughs> like Primal Fear. I don't it know. It almost I... sounds like
3: Primal Rage, but it's not the same game with, like, dinosaurs smacking each other and, like, puking and farting and stuff Dude, like that.
0: Don't. I- Whoa, 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 Okay, Chaos is not a dinosaur. Chaos is the one who did all that. He was a bad monkey that's like... He was like the god version of... <laughs> Pretty like, much, yeah. <laughs> Kill
1: me. Just, just do it. Just end it just all. Just
0: does a handstand
3: and just goes... And just this giant fart cloud just comes in and just wrecks the dinosaurs. It's like, oh yeah, my god. Yeah, uh,
0: easily, easily the worst character out of that roster. <laughs> yeah, I, like I love Primal Rage, by the way. Another one I would love... Oh, dude... Like, uh, I would really talked about like Super Nintendo games. I'd like one to, to see other Primal Rage is one of them, although it was cross platform with Genesis and that kind of stuff, too. yeah. But, um, um, I would laugh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, well, sorry,
3: yeah, I was gonna say I would laugh if they put Shaq Fu on the list.
0: That was a Super Nintendo, yeah, that game? was
3: Shaq Fu. Have you? Oh my god, have okay, you ever... <laughs> I know about it, I just never played <laughs> it. played it, yeah,
0: it's okay.
2: terrible. <laughs> they're, uh, they're
1: kickstarting oh, their the second Shaq one. Pu-
0: oh my god no <laughs> yeah I was going to say yeah there's the terrible Kickstarter too um,
1: so, uh, so just before we move on uh, they did announce the second Fighters Pass um, surprise surprise Nintendo wants to take more money for Smash Brothers imagine it just I mean, what a reality we live in it's so crazy
0: well they're kind of doing what Mortal Kombat has said they're going to do and they're going to be like okay we're going to ease off on the next title and just sort of work with this one for a long time so uh, i appreciate that because what that does is it reduces that big problem in gaming right now called crunch mm-hmm. right yeah. <laughs> so mm. i'm okay with them taking more money because it, what it does is it appeases the fans but it's less work so you think yeah. you think not making <laughs> these games money, makes mine. their less crunch
1: Oh my I think God. all the live service uh, we'll stuff see. can contribute to crunch because they're not. It's not like well, they're not not making Smash Five. They're eventually going to make that game, and specifically, and they're going to make this
0: specifically DLC. Specifically, in the case of Mortal Kombat, that is the case. They have come out and said because we're taking a backseat and we're going to focus on Mortal Kombat Eleven more than our any of our previous games, we're able to be more flexible with our work hours with our employees. They actually came out and said that, so I'm kind of translating that to Smash. I don't know if that's the case. That's just, we know that coming from Mortal Kombat, Hmm. based on what uh, has been said since, because they were in a lot of trouble for Crunch for when Mortal Kombat 11 came Mm -hmm. out. Um, Right. That's sort of a bigger issue that I don't want to get into, but that's what I'm basing that off of, right? That's not, you could be right, it could still be just as bad, but that did help mortal Kombat, uh Netherrealm studios
1: well anyway uh with this dlc just personally i'm it's very it's all nostalgia stuff and like other ips that i just don't feel anything for whatsoever so i love banjo i mean City. i guess joker was the very first thing they did but oh, after that yeah. oh boy
0: I'll do, i'm still i know i've said this a million times i'm still salty I'm still salty that Joker was not. They edited to Mortal Kombat. Like, a... But yeah, he's get he coming to Mortal Kombat. He looks mm-hmm. weird as fuck in that. But yeah, he's a, he's coming in that.
1: Don't be salty. <laughs> you got him in your in your favorite game.
0: I, I actually don't like Joker that much. I'm just saying like people can't just say joker and know what it means oh like, you know yeah I mean? yeah this is this is joker <laughs> not from persona 5 this is from dc
3: so yeah like this is like the whole oh, yeah, squirting yeah. flower with the acid thing that's the what i know joker fry yeah.
0: yeah yeah like I, that's what i know joker has so when everyone announced it i was like really in smash like we, maybe we'll get doom guy this is amazing so you, so yeah. you weren't <laughs> <disappointed>. <laughs> yeah i just i was extremely disappointed when it's like persona i was like well i just don't, but you, don't you don't want
1: if you don't like joker how can you be disappointed oh. oh my god
0: i'm disappointed because joker from wb meant a wider horizon than joker from persona. well yeah
1: but smash brothers has never done movies or tv
3: as long as Smash Brothers okay. is not going to like incorporate things like Goku or Superman where it's going to be like a triple S tier character where they're completely indestructible or whatever, I- I'm
0: happy with that. that would just no, one's, no one's indestructible meta. in Smash. Oh my no, god. Oh, I mean, yeah. like, Bayonetta's indestructible in quotations. But, yeah, she I mean, is very hard to deal She did pretty with much this. dominate the meta. Yeah, but like, th- well, what I'm saying is, like, you would be able to kill Goku if they put him in. Like, I get what you're saying. It's a fair point, Haru. They wouldn't put uh, something outside of video games because it is a video game celebrating other video Mostly games. Japanese video that. games, I, too.
1: But I think King Crush is the first. Um, King K Rule is the first um, Yeah. Western character.
0: Yeah. I like K Rule. I like K Rule a lot. I was super excited to see him.
3: Um, yeah, K Rule is okay. he's really fun for zoning people,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, and Dark Samus. Yeah. But, you know, that's a echo fighter. <laughs>
0: um, so, uh, we, uh, so the rest of the portion, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been playing recently. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. We actually promised this on the last episode or the episode before, and we just didn't do it because we didn't have time. Because uh, I have a lot of things to talk about. But uh, first, uh, Morg. You've been playing, and you mentioned this a little bit last time, and it's actually one of our side quests recently, that unfortunately, because of miscommunication, you didn't get to be a part of. So what is your status update for Massive Chalice? Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, Massive Chalice, yeah.
0: (laughs) That is such a... It's actually a
3: really good game, and uh, I'm sorry that I didn't get a chance to be part of the uh, side quest episode. But, um, yeah, Massive Chalice, really, really fun... um, I, it's an interesting um uh I don't know how to describe it. It's not really an RTS as much as it is also like a, a turn by turn um kind of
0: game. Like it it has elements of it's, both. It, it's R, it's an RTS RPG mixed with Football Manager. Yeah, yeah, like
3: there's elements of real-time strategy in the sense <laughs> that you have to um, you have to manage, um, like, uh, the bloodlines of the people that you have, and then you also have to, uh, make sure that you have, like, enough people to, more enough, uh, uh, people, like, lords and such like that, like, family, uh, war lines, uh, to be able to fight off the Cadence and stuff like that whenever they pop up, um, hmm uh, Yeah, the music I I kind of enjoy. Like, a lot of people have been like, well, it's kind of laid back and such like that. It's not very impressive. And I'm like, it kind of fits the mood for the game because you never know when you're going to get attacked. So it has, like, sort of, like, this eerie horror element to it where, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, you'll be doing your thing, taking your time with the game, and then all of a sudden, bang! And then you'll be like, oh, my God, I'm getting attacked and I'm not even ready for it and whatever. And you're like... Oh man, I've got to pray yeah. that there's like enough people. I have enough people to be able to, um, you know, go into study and stuff like that to be able to get my upgrades, you know, faster and um, be able to make sure that I've got a good mix of fighters to be able to have a decent balance against whatever hordes are coming at you. Like um, the mm-hmm. I can't remember if uh, they're called withers or whatever, but like uh, those uh, <sighs> creatures that uh, kill yeah, you by wither. by. <laughs>
0: but yeah, whenever they attack By you aging they like, your take, like uh,
3: a certain amount of life force from you. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh my
0: yeah, god, no." They <laughs> age you up 5 years. Five, it's 5 years, which can be can be okay, but it can also be devastating. It's like, oh. "Hey, he's got full health. Oh no, he just died cuz he turned 82." <laughs> That's Yeah, such like the, a weird it's just mechanic. like if
3: you have anybody who's old on your team, they're dead. Like, they they just take one hit and they're dead. So you have to, like, play it smart in the sense that, like, you don't know what you're going to face. But, like, you know, you have to play it in such a way that you're... You have to take everything into consideration when you're playing that game. You have to play it smart. And, um... Like, there are so many consequences for every decision that you make in that game. Every decision you make. Um... Yeah, like now, you, you have to. I would
0: like to stress, they're not long term consequences; they are immediate consequences. <laughs> it, it, um, absolutely, immediate consequences. Yeah, like well, there are there are immediate consequences.
3: For example, like you have to be able to make sure that you have like um, the the right bloodlines um, in every house to be able to make sure you've got a good mix of units, like very strong ones. Like um, you can mix and match uh, the certain types of people to get certain hybrid. Uh, classes, which is really awesome, but you've also got to make sure that everybody is at a specific age, or you have to make sure that um, they yeah. have like a certain skill set, or that they come in at a at a respectable level, because um, like your your most powerful veterans end up being really really old. So if you if you're caught in the mix where um, you've got a good number of young people, but they don't have the levels to be able to fight off some of the tougher monsters. Well, you're screwed. But if you've also got like a bunch of people who um, are like you know very well experienced and they're at, like really high levels, but they're old as all f, um, those those withers are gonna kill you uh, like immediately. So you yeah. have to prepare and plan for everything that comes at you or what could potentially come after you. And um, protecting certain pieces no. of territory and preventing them from getting um, destroyed by the corruption. That also has to be taken into consideration yeah. as well,
0: because you will lose resources and those outer areas yeah. that are more like, at risk and, and like be- all those like outlying
3: territories. They have like certain bonuses that you have to rely on as well that are so essential. Yeah. Um, if you lose the if you lose an essential piece of land, it, you might as well just you know wash your hands of the game and just be like, oh, got to start over. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I will say you might have missed something, Morg. Uh, when you are selecting a battle, because a lot of times they give you choices of which one you're going to defend. Obviously, you want to protect the ones that may fall uh, if if you don't go mm-hmm. protect them, like the, the most corruption. But they tell you every enemy type that will show up in that battle.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. If you read it. Yeah, correct. Yeah, like you have to prioritize things um, properly, like, there is, um, there is a lot of thinking that has to be put into that game, like, it's very challenging, and it forces you to really think upon, like, what decisions you are making in that moment, because sometimes those, those decisions will either, may carry over into the later game, others, they might be more immediate, and they don't um, they're not as damaging as other choices that you make and the consequences that are to follow through with those. But yeah, it's, it, it's a remarkably deep game and I'm actually very happy to have played that game. Like it's definitely worth the $20, um, purchasing that game. Like it's definitely worth it in my mind.
0: Right. <clears throat> well, we can thank, uh, our, our fellow co-host Leo Riser for <laughs> suggesting that one. Um... Okay, mm-hmm. um, so did you have anything more uh, to say on it, Morg? Or is that it? Um, I would I would say that it's a very um, it's a very
3: intelligent like an intelligence based game. It isn't just you know a smash and beat 'em up game, and it doesn't hold your hand. So I would say that yeah, this is definitely a game for more experienced people who or people who are looking to challenge themselves. Um, yeah. If you're one of those people who is looking for a decent challenge, go buy that game. It's really good. It's on Steam. 20 bucks. Um, Definitely worth your time and, if you like strategy games. And good
0: old games if you're like me and hate Steam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> there, is, there, is a, there is a non-DRM version. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so, uh, one of the things that I've been playing on good old games... Is uh, an old school first person shooterish kind of game. Uh, I say shooter because you are throwing projectiles, but it's not guns. Um, mm. Called a medieval, and this is like uh like pol- a polygonal in graphics. It's it's meant to look nostalgic and and that kind of like old school graphic style of like Quake and that kind of era. Um, but you know. Better textures and that kind of stuff. Uh, a medieval is a fairly recent release. I don't think it was released this year, but uh, for this kind of game, uh, it's it's pretty new. Um, I actually saw this from a YouTuber that I like to watch called Civvy. He does a lot of old school FPS reviews, and he's just comedic in a in a way. Um, but he got his hands uh, on this game and showed it off and I wanted to play it because it is a tough and I mean tough old school game uh, old school like health like you have to go find health you have to go find ammo for different stuff uh, uh, have either of you played a game uh, like Hexen or that kind of stuff those older games mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right Haru have you played Hexen no idea what that is <laughs> okay, well, but basically, uh their first person shooter kind of deals, but they were like medieval weapons instead. So you would instead of uh like you would swing a club and that club was like magic and it would shoot like ice or that kind of thing. and you're fighting sort of like fantasy creatures and this is more it's weird. It, it, it's, it's like a mix of mythology, uh, fantasy and like technology at the same time. So there's a lot of weird enemies and level designs and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's like a really cool, I like that. Yeah. Um, just, uh, yeah, there's like a really cool, like old school, um, just sort of like first person shooter that's get to the end of the level. <laughs> and then yeah. was like eight <laughs> levels and they're all pretty decently long and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so like I recommend it. Um it's not very I think it's thirty dollars. Uh I got it a while back. But okay. hey, like it's it's pretty good. Uh <laughs> um so yeah, uh that's that's it for that. Uh Morg, you had another one you wanted to talk about. Uh Iron Snout? No I'm not as familiar with this one.
3: Uh, yeah, Iron Snout. Now, this was a game that, uh, I was actually going to propose for, uh, Side Quest. It's, it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) actually, it's both interesting and stupid at the same time. (laughs) In the sense that what happens is, okay, so Iron Snout, it kind of plays off of the idea that you're, you're a pig with, you know, that is, you know, knows the ways of kung fu, pretty much. So you're basically, um, yeah, you're basically running around each level. Um, it, it, has anybody ever played uh, Castle Crashers before? Or, like, uh, the original, like, Stick Fighter RPG games where it's kind of like, um... It's like a 2D platformer almost in a sense, but you're literally scrolling from one end to the other and you're just fighting, like, mass hordes of, like, bad guys and whatever. Um, yeah, the idea is that, yeah, you're a pig that's trying to get from one end to the other, like, trying to beat the levels, but, um... Yeah, uh, you're facing, like, hordes and hordes of, like, wolves, and it's really weird because they kind yeah. of fit that element of, like, stock bad guys where they come at you with, like, massive, like, fire, a- like uh, firefighter axes, chainsaws, knives, guns, the works, and it's really funny because you, <laughs> you're basically uh, the Keanu Reeves, pretty much of the game, just trying to beat the crap out of all these bad guys and whatever, and um, I'm not sure if there's, like, any, like, end game bosses or anything like that, but um, I'm gonna have to play the game a little bit more thoroughly. Um, it's a really enjoyable game. Um, a really good stupid waste of time, in my mind, um, if you're looking for, like, okay. a good old fashioned beat beat-em-up. Um, and it's completely free on Steam. Like, I really enjoy um, the idea of, like, you know, getting together and talking about that game, because it's... A, it's it's definitely an experience that I think wouldn't be a complete waste of time for everybody. Very, very, very fun, in my mind. Not not as much thought put into it as Massive Chalice, for sure.
1: So, Morgan, I want to ask you a question, and uh, keep in mind, your answer will determine whether or not I play this game.
3: Okay, perfect, yep.
1: Um, in Iron Snout, does anyone ever call you an uncultured swine?
3: possibly um <laughs> possibly
1: is not getting me to play the game more oh god darn it <laughs>
3: sounds
0: like not yet not yet, yet. no <laughs> no but i'm
3: i'm going to i'm going to do a full review of the game and then you know that might predetermine you know whether or not this will be worth your time for sure i'll, I'll be i'll be quite honest um, with my opinion for the game for sure before before anybody goes out of their way to play
0: it. I mean, it's a free game. Okay. So, well, look yeah. out for that. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say it sounds to me uh, a lot like it's Scott Pilgrim. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot the of elements of that in it for sure. The, I I th- I feel very proud. Like not you know like there's those things like PT and that kind of stuff that were like pulled from the store because of whatever reason. And it's like a relic to have that still downloaded on your system or something like that. Scott Pilgrim is one of those games and I have it on my PS3. I'm so happy. (laughs) I got something. Of course, didn't they re-release it actually? Isn't that not true Uh, anymore?
3: I don't don't know. No, but I could imagine that that would be a really good marketing tactic to just like eliminate it for a little while. And then you're like, guess what? We're reintroducing (laughs) it, you know, kind of thing. But, <laughs> I think it's shady, hey, but
0: a la the Disney Vault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it beats, beats microtransactions. Oh, that's
3: all I'm gonna say.
0: It beats that. Ooh. Oh, good gravy. <laughs> um, so uh, Haru, what, what have you been playing? We've we've been talking a lot. What about you?
1: Um, nope, that's not <laughs> trying to think of a dumb <laughs> joke. Uh, so I've been playing Devil May Cry five. <laughs> um. Okay. This, this game is just a lot, guys. It's just a lot. Um,
0: I heard it was very
3: short. Cry five, yeah.
1: Or no, Devil May Cry Five. Oh, um, Devil
3: May Cry Five, yeah.
1: So I was playing the opening. I'm 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 on, I'm on like mission four or five. Um, so I don't know okay. the length of it yet. I'm just played the start of it. And mm-hmm. the opening, let me tell you, uh, you go down the street in this demon demon occupied uh, city, fictional city. Um. And your very southern, uh, mechanic is driving this van, and she starts running over demons, but then the demons, uh, swell in number, so she flips the van, um, Nero, the first protagonist, jumps out of the window, starts yeah. slow-mo shooting in this opening credits sequence. Uh, <laughs> you see, uh, you see, uh, uh, this, uh, this mechanic, catch uh and light a cigarette in in her mouth in slow motion put it out in a demon's in uh face as he tries to break in like the side dr- the driver side window <laughs> oh yeah
0: this is devil may cry and devil may cry
1: she like lands the barrel rolling van and they keep and like all the demons like hit the ground um and then it cuts to a wide shot and then it says this video game is not indoor smoking <laughs>
2: Oh, and I literally I laughed
1: out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, guys, there's a lot, oh it's a lot
0: this there. Might, this might convince me, you know, if I ever get time to uh, go back and actually play DMC two and three, uh, because, oh. because uh, we were going to do that for side quests at one point, so I bought that collector's edition. Oh, man. Um, that was uh, that might actually because like. Dude, did you play Devil May Cry 1, you?
1: I started. It was like it was dated.
0: It was it was jank as fuck, man. Like it was it was like when people started to describe like so I talked to some people about the game, like when people started to describe to me the fact that it was literally going to be Resident Evil 4 and they kind of just rebranded it into the new IP DMC 5. <laughs> I was like this makes sense. It feels like playing Resident Evil 3 with a sword. <laughs> um, oh man! But I five have a, a little bit better maneuverability, but but uh, five
1: is a lot more uh, fluid. I'll say, um, you start with narrow. Uh,
0: I would hope yeah, so. <laughs> who,
1: for who for various reasons, um, has had a right. uh, his left arm severed and it's replaced with a robot hand because why not? Um, mm.
3: This sounds. Very reminiscent to uh, what is that uh, one uh, samurai game that uh, Dark Souls uh, from Software uh, released? Yeah, Sekiro. Sek- yeah, it's not. I loved that it's not game. like Sekiro.
1: Um, it's actually fun for one. Well, I mean, so there's that. Um, I think
0: I think this came before Sekiro. Uh, it's very weird time. They both came out this sometime, year.
1: Time, um, but we use. It's called a Devil Breaker. This Robot Fist, and they're very fragile. And they're mapped to circle. So you can. It's like a different attack button, like special attack button. Um, and you yeah. can use different abilities for, for the different Devil Breakers, but if you get caught by an attack and you get hit while you're using them, um, they will shatter, and you can actually manually shatter them to either evade or to do a super powerful attack. Um, mm-hmm. And you cycle through them like a magazine. I don't like that you can't switch between the Devil Breakers, I guess because they want to encourage you to just shatter them uh, and roll through your clip, but um, mm-hmm. th- that is something that's true about the game. Uh, So you're basically using a one-handed sword uh, as Nero and the Devil Breaker. I I will say Nero's story, it's very compelling uh, in the opening of the game. I won't spoil it. But uh, they give a... They kind of make you sympathize with him a bit, um, even if it is very, very anime, uh, (laughs) severed limbs included. Oh,
0: dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um... Hmm. I really like the environments. Uh, it's mostly this ruined, uh, kind of almost bombed-out town. It's uh, infested with demons. And th- there's even this, like, uh, so- this... To find the challenge menu missions, it's not just a menu option. Uh, you actually have to go through the world and, like, into buildings, and you, like, line up, like, the edges of walls with walls beyond them in a perspective thing. And you have to line up these designs in your sightline and then, like, look at them... Uh, and I really enjoy those kind of little puzzle things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh,
1: just like oh my god, the whole it's just such a fluid game to play. It's it's just great. Um, jumping is a bit very sudden, but <laughs> but you can use a bunch of stuff like different like devil breakers that have a, like a rocket boost. Uh, to like chain with your jump and like get higher and get around things. Um, and and even like the taunt animation uh, while you're in the air. It's so great. Uh Nero will um grab his sword and do kind of like a kick flip with it, and it'll give you an extra boost, like sort of uh charging the great sword in midair and monster hunter world. Oh wow. Um it's yeah. been even higher. Which I find really fun.
0: So totally broken. Totally broken, Nulgren and they'll go to Nerf. Uh, it's not an <laughs> attack, it's just a.
1: it's just a it's just a taunt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and and I just got to the chapter where you get uh the other playable character. Uh, V, um, who is not a sympathetic character, is not as satisfying to play, because he doesn't actually fight as much. He sort of puppets and summons these demons that are sort of like, uh, almost made out of that uh, futuristic movie sort of like uh, hologram map, like black sand that rises up in different shapes you'll see in certain things.
0: Oh, special effects, the monster.
1: Yeah, they're they're very similar to that. Uh you have a panther and a and a wise talking crow and a just like a... uh just sort of like the headless uh Grafton monster uh that you saw in Fallout seventy six. That's sort of like headless, like troll entity. Um basically all shoulders. Um oh my god. But, but because you're not physically connected to these characters, uh, they're just like puppets that so you move around like a puppet character in a fighting game, uh, the impact is a lot less, in, yeah. I'll say. And it's definitely a choice for them to do that, because obviously they're... Uh, obviously they are overwhelmingly competent uh, action game developers at Capcom. Oh, yeah. Um, but I will say it's still it's still not as fun as just playing Nero, or later I imagine playing Dante. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And also just the character of V sucks, because all he does is, like, edgily go around and act above things, and, like, so it is written uh, espouse bullshit Bible quotes that don't exist. Uh, <laughs> it's really repetitive voice lines in combat. So he'll just That's say, crazy. like, meet you demise, <laughs> as it should be, as you should, like, and he reads the fucking book all the time. Like, he's a Pastor oh, or something geez. Oh my I hate this guy. I hate him. <laughs> it's it's
0: and kinda on like the... the third day. <laughs> sounds it sounds super anime tropey. Like Oh <laughs> yeah,
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's the Grand Theft Auto oh, Five yeah. problem of like you had three playable characters, but you couldn't make any of them just a lady. You couldn't have a single playable character out of your three, which is a third. Uh that's like a lady. You'll like you have all these like uh, very overtly, like, the mechanic, she's in, she's like animated in the, in the shop sequence, and she'll like bend over, and she's like a, got a low cut top, and a tramp stamp, and all these things. Yeah. Like, you couldn't, uh, so it's got that, that bad anime, uh, vibe to it. Hopefully. But it's not, it's not super cringe, except for V, I'll say. So, so I'm still enjoying it, it's a very well made game. Uh, of its type.
0: <laughs> yeah. The okay. That's. It that sounds like fun, but yeah, not something we're going to pick up right away either.
1: <laughs> uh, I'd say it's one of the best games. Is here just like just to play it. Even it's it's very okay. Yeah.
0: yeah but but I mean like between yeah like, uh, between like Monster Hunter and then. Like Borderlands and Doom, I just it's like my 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 whole rest of the year and probably up to June. Is I'll,
1: I'll give you a Monster to her and Doom. I'm not sure you should be playing Borderlands over this, but you know that's, I guess it's up to you.
0: Well, okay, the Borderlands thing is for my brother. I actually hate that series. I'm not lying. Yeah, like, okay. He likes the series. A lot. I, I see that. Yeah, yeah. He just wants someone to play with, which I will gladly do. Just uh, you know. Be a nice, cool brother. (laughs) The things we do for family, Um, am I right, Forchmon? Yes. Yes. Like, play Magic. And push push (laughs) small children out of towers. Magic has been great since the
3: 80s when it first came out. It's a fantastic game. I love it.
0: I I get very angry at it sometimes. Just, like, I just... The, it boils down to I don't like how other people play oh, cards. Yeah, period. well, you have
3: to you have to take into consideration that everybody loves to cheese. Like they'll they'll either build like a red burn deck, or they're gonna build like a blue no you deck, or they're just gonna like play like mass green where it's like I've got infinite mana.
0: You know, like nobody. I don't do any of that. I am the most vanilla fair game player you will ever find. <laughs> Something tells
3: me that you've never played Black, Blue, White. like Or, like, Grixis Control. Like, Grixis Control is so fun.
0: Oh, my oh God. No, 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 no. Or, like, uh, no. no, I am I am fundamentally against everything. Or Just Guy games. Infect. Oh, Just
3: it. Guy Infect is so good. I love it. Uh...
0: I- for all those buzz terms, I play mostly green and I play most of it colored with something else. I play Yeah. Range, oh
3: so. yeah. Any kind of a three color deck is my go-to as long as it's got green. So I can do like mana ramping. I'm happy with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So uh, moving on to uh, video games that we've been playing, uh, uh, I have been playing a game. that's kind of old. Uh, also uh, you'll see a theme here with a couple, couple of the games I've been playing. It's on the switch. Uh, and it's been on the switch for a while, almost a year now, uh, but I just got around to getting it and playing it, which was City Skylines, um, basically Sims except more robust. Um,
1: Sim City, I
2: mean.
0: The, yeah, Sim City. I get that confused because I, I didn't play Sim City a lot when I was a kid because I just didn't understand zoning. Yeah, at all. <laughs> didn't understand what that meant. Who does? Um, so. Uh, this is your pretty run-of-the-mill city builder. Uh, you don't really control anything other than how you plan and put down roads and water and utilities, that kind of stuff. But, you like, the people build the houses themselves and that kind of stuff. And you have to deal with all sorts of fa- facets of civilization in this thing. Um, it's, it, it I find it intriguing because I've never actually got to play a game this, this deep in this kind of genre before. Because, again, I was a kid, I didn't understand it. Uh, you know, when I tried SimCity, I just liked taking Chicago and unleashing three guns. <laughs> like sh- that, that was the game to me, which got pretty boring pretty quick. But, um, they do these crazy things that I was unaware of, but like, of course, so you like, you lay out your city, um, then you're, they're like, you need to set down, like basically you're just trying to grow your population mm-hmm. to what end. I don't really know. Like, I have breached like 115,000 people in my current city, and it has literally become a destroy the abandoned houses simulator for me. So it got kind of boring after a while, but I put a good like 20, 30 hours into it before that happened. It's also my third city. I actually, the first two failed um, because I didn't have enough hospitals quick enough, and I also was poisoning them by making them drink polluted oh water, God. which I didn't know. <laughs> Like both times, so you actually have to manage like where you dump your sewage and where you get your water. Um, You actually have to manage pollution. You have to manage noise pollution. Um, You have to enforce maybe policies to increase health if they're not having a good. uh, Like if your citizens are like not participating in anything. Of course, you're trying to build money at the same time. And, you know, the more people, the more money and that kind of stuff because you collect taxes, right? Now, when you say uh, destroy the empty houses, are we talking, like, Detroit
3: Pearl of the Orient destroy empty houses? Or are we talking about, like, control the population and kind of destroy the empty houses and such?
0: Destroy the empty houses literally is there's a vacant house and there is a bulldozer. (laughs) And you go... And you go and you bulldoze the house because generally, right, citizens want to build their own things instead of repurpose something already right, built. Right,
3: like uh, they'd rather build their own, like, little home suite rather than occupy somebody else's place. I get you.
0: Right. And this, this applies to not just housing but also industry and uh commercial. Hmm. So, like, commercials, like retailers, food, you know, like, uh, yeah, I don't – you guys don't live in the area i live but there's a certain street that's like hey this is where all the stores and the businesses are (laughs) like where you go buy (laughs) stuff and this road is three factories like it is literally like the most basic city planning setup in like ever that's like you know my hometown is um but like the uh Uh, like the factories and stuff, they had to build up and stuff. But you can do zoning, and you can say, okay, this zone is the oil industry, and this zone is this industry, or this zone of the commercial area, because like they, they obviously you can modify certain zones. But like uh, the commercial industry can be like generic retail, and then um, entertainment, like comedy clubs and that kind of stuff. So it's I got a lot more robustness than i feel that SimCity did unless i'm mistaken um stuff like that and uh one of the things that i found really cool is it's got like these layers upon layers of like traffic you have to deal with traffic in your city which i don't
3: this this game actually sounds very like well faceted and like surprisingly a lot deeper than uh sim city by oh it is
0: it is very deep. So like one of the problem, one of the fundamental problems with my city, the way i built it. I may even though i got super far, i may have to re like i may have to just start over cuz sometimes you're just you're done, right? You can't just, just demolish buildings to make room for stuff. I have planned my roads so poorly that traffic is horrendous. It's actually so bad that I have, as far as like the number of hospitals and they not hospitals, hospitals are fine. Uh, the number of firehouses and police departments that are in my city are insane, right? But nothing ever gets put out, and no burglars ever get caught because the cops, due to traffic, can never get anywhere. Oh my God. <laughs> They're in gridlock traffic constantly because me not really knowing how to play this game. Made a bunch of blocks like you would see in um, uh, New York or some you know bigger cities like that, like city blocks, right? And that's not actually good city planning that's just how they were at the time <laughs> <laughs> so you almost you almost so, have to
3: have like that big like um uh, mega city almost um idea like planned in mind before you even like go in there so it's like four lanes every right like, uh, in opposing traffic each and then like oh i've got to figure out like you know a big wrap around the city you know and kind of stuff like that or you got to figure out like how many colton like how many gated communities are we gonna have? Like, you know, are you gonna close everything off or are you gonna have it so that there's like uh like uh oh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh it's like it's like On ramps? Mm, like no, I, I, um I don't know where you uh, go. like you know how like in certain communities like they'll have like um like a little section where you can like turn around it's, um it's a uh, con Roundabouts? It's sort of but it's like um oh, Darn it! It slipped my tongue. I can't believe it. Ugh, it frustrates me. A cul-de-sac. Yeah, that's the word. I'm A cul-de-sac. Like like how many cul-de-sacs are you going to work into this and stuff like that?
0: Oh, dude! In the end, so like uh, the larger, the outskirts of my city's far better planned for traffic, but the inner one is just so mm-hmm. boned. It is like, and it, the problem is, it because of that, it actually cascades. So. I actually built uh, – for instance, I built a, a new firehouse on the opposite side of town, right? Because I was building no, – hear me out. I was building a new community. That firehouse was supposed to only go send their trucks within that community because there are fires and issues in the inner city they immediately go to those fires, even though there are no fire Because there's no fires locally. So now every single one of the fire trucks for that fire department are trying to get to the fire, like every other fire truck, through this gridlock traffic on the other oh side of town.
3: God. Oh
0: god. So, like, it's just boned, right? Like, I, the way I was looking at it is, like, it's okay, I'm stabilizing money, but, like there's a point in which this is going to break. I can see it. And I'm not going to be able to do anything for this, this, and this. So what it ends up, I lose I lose a lot of houses. But I'm, my city is so attractive that it brings so many people in. So it's like in and out, in and out, and, and, out, and I gain so much money. It doesn't matter. But at the same time, it's like... This is definitely a problem. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, so, like,
3: Is, is there, like, um, an element to the game where uh, it allows you to be able to, like, for a certain, like, say, um, firehouse or whatever, or, like, even, like, a certain constabulary mm-hmm. for, like, police or whatever, to assign them specifically to a certain district? Nope. Or do they just fun- function on their own, and they just have, like, their own way of going about things?
0: Everything as far as people and buildings and that kind of stuff go, you get zero involvement. What you do is you put them where you basically place them. You have the budget to buy them. So you
3: literally get to play as God. Like you have no control over what happens. You just sit and sit there and watch and you're like, Oh no, these ignorant fools
0: don't basically. Yeah. (laughs) So like they have an area of influence in which they protect. And you can see that when you're building the building, but that doesn't mean that they're going to do that. There's also I had a problem with uh, hearses, right? The general like cemeteries and in, like uh, cremation areas, you go you also had to deal with dead, oh, of right? So there's a part of my city also behind the gridlock that has a problem because no one can pick up the oh, dead good people. Gravy. So like there's literally just this block in my city that's a bunch of skull and crossbones because everyone's dead and no one can get them out that's of the That's crazy house. because, like, like,
3: you'd think that a hearse, because, like, they're able to supersede, like, most traffic laws, that they would be able to get to a specific place. As-
0: oh, no, no, no. Everything abides by the traffic laws in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Damn it. Like, there is no ambulance going around parked cars. It doesn't oh, happen. no. And you can, actually, you can actually zoom in and watch things. Like, that, that what made me realize this was actually building a crema- crematory in the in that area. In that area that had all the dead people, I demolished a couple houses that were still had people in them. Even though had dead people in them oh, too. Oh good god! <laughs> uh, to get this going, and then like I watched, I literally watched the first hearse pull out and followed him with a camera, which took a long time because it's on the switch and whatnot. Uh, he just drives across town and gets gridlocked in something else, and I'm like, you're in the area that has a problem you're right there. But because a different area had traffic, it's just all, it's all messed up. So I, I if I were to continue playing, I think I just have to say, yeah, that was a cool town. And I think the town's called Vermont. Cause I don't rename this <laughs> stuff. Like you can rename it, but like, it's just called Vermont and like that town is cool. It's doing well, but it's dead. Like I can't do anything else to it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's city skylines. I enjoyed a lot. Um, I didn't think I would. I'm not really into those sort of real-life games. I talk about that a lot. Like, anything uh, emulating real-life, I'm kind of like, eh. But, like, this one, it seemed to do pretty well. Um, so, yeah, Morg, what is what is your, your uh, okay, game? Okay, so I've got three
3: Next. games that you can actually play on your phone. So, they're they're Play Store apps that you can play on the go. They're really good for your mind. Uh, one of them being Wordscapes. Wordscapes is a... Um,
0: now, can you clarify? Play Store is that? Uh, yeah, my yeah, thing? it's
3: like Google Play Store. So yeah, you can find it there. Okay. You can also I, th- I'm not okay. sure if you. I think you can also get it on um, Apple Store. Like you can um, you can get that game for free as well. It's um it's really really good. Um, the idea is that you have like, uh, up to a maximum of like six letters that you have to use, in order to fill out a crossword puzzle that is entirely composed of like anagrams. Of like a specific word that you can mm. use. So, um, yeah. Oh my god, it's such an like an intelligent game. Like it's loaded with words that, um, uh, the 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 one um, throwback to this game, or at least the, the one thing that holds it back, is that you're not allowed to use like popular nouns. Like for example, people's names. Uh, you're not allowed to use like um, uh, like a. So Scrabble. Yeah, it's basically like Scrabble um, in the sense that, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's exactly like that, but in the sense that you have to fill out a crossword puzzle and you have to do it in such a, in such a way that it fills everything out properly. Um, Brains mm. is, yeah, okay. Brains is another app that you can also get that's really, really fun. It's loaded with a whole different, like, array of puzzles. And they're like, there's literally hundreds of puzzles uh, per style of puzzle and of those here let's see i'm actually gonna open it up and i'm gonna navigate it really quickly um some of them uh, include like um a uh, a system where you have to um uh organize uh, like um a series of gears here let's see if i can actually find it um so there's games like uh tanagram there's flow Um, one fill is kind of interesting in the sense that you have to fill up all the spaces that you can in a, in a specific maze uh, without getting stuck or going Mm -hmm. over the same places that you've been before. Uh, Gear is a game where you have like a fixed number of gears that you have to connect uh, together in a certain array that it triggers all of the, um, all of the, uh, the cogs that you have. And um, yeah, then there's like escape where you have like a bunch of tiles that you have to slide in specific order. And They're basically cramped together in kind of like almost like a hoarder's box. And you have to get like the one specific piece from one end to the other by changing the order of these sliders that, you know, can easily jam up, which is a pretty, pretty complex game. Um, There's like there's literally here. Let's see. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 8, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. There's so far 16 different styles of puzzles. And each of them, there's like anywhere oh. over... Each one of them has over a 100. Some of them have even like 400 puzzles that you can solve. And they get progressively harder as you continue to play the game. Like it starts off with like toddler level stuff. But then it gets to like really complex puzzles, which are very, very difficult sometimes to solve. Very, very challenging and very fun to play. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, dream piano was another game that I found on the play store. That was really fun. It's, it's a, it's all about dexterity. It's pretty much like guitar hero, except it uses like pretty much like all the kinds of music that you can find, like classical pop rock, whatever. But what you do is you basically play it like guitar hero with your thumbs. You hold down certain notes for a certain period of time. Others, you have to like immediately tap at the same time, like simultaneous notes um, and it's, it's such an adrenaline rush playing that game. Cause some of the songs are just absolutely ridiculous playing very, very fun game to play. And they're all free. All of them. 100% free.
0: Yeah. I literally just downloaded brains while you're talking oh, about yeah. it. So yeah. We'll it, it, yeah, it's definitely a fun game to play. <laughs> it sounded yeah, interesting. It's very
3: intellectual. It's, it's really good for the mind. It keeps you sharp.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm actually kind of glad that's cross-platform, because I will never do that. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Some, of, some of us have an LG, and we're happy with that.
0: Uh, Samsung. Mm. Or oh, wait, is it a Samsung? Yes, Samsung. I have Galaxy. Yeah, stand. yeah, I- I'm cheap. I'm not, like, I'm not, like, no, I mean, dude, what are you talking about? Like, mine's, like, actually, actively, like, Oh, years wow. It's you keep, like way you out, keep your phone way in out really of good shape. I keep
3: dropping mine and cracking the screen. I'm like, oh, no, now i got to buy another $200 phone. Uh,
0: I will say, um, it, I say it's five years old because it's actually an older model when I got it. It's it itself. I've only had it, I think, two years. But uh, funny story. Sometimes I don't. I've actually had to replace a lot of phones. Like, I got pushed into a lake when I was canoeing once. Uh, like, I, that phone died dropped it on one on concrete like i elbow dropped one because i fell off the porch and i landed on it with my elbow like it was just like i just tell i i break phones all the time this one has survived yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah okay uh that sounds Mm -hmm. really cool um my last game that i'm going to talk about tonight is minecraft and i know everyone's excited to play hurry about minecraft because I've never played it before, and I know this game's old, like old, old, old. But I never had the in- inclination to play it, even Holy though uh, I was at like a um, like I've seen other people play it and that kind of stuff. It never interested me, right? Um, long story short, uh, I had someone who specifically wanted to play that with me. We're trying to figure out what we're going to play together, and I was like, okay, cool. I haven't got to play with them yet, but um, I was showing my daughters it because I thought they would like it. Um, and my brother as a result also saw it and he got it and then we started playing it together so much so that we stopped trying to catch up in Monster Hunter World before Iceborne (laughs) (laughs) We've been playing Minecraft on our switches instead (laughs) Um, this like again, Minecraft is a super old game I'm sure that most other people have played it and there's not really anything new and insightful I'm going to be able to say about it it's just like I'm surprised how deep this game is. I never knew, like I heard so there's goofy stuff, but I hear about the creative mode and the people building giant things and clocks and. Da, da, da. Like I'm playing in survival mode and we're just trying to survive, and it's been really fun. Like, uh, we had a mishap where, um, so i I'd mostly just play with mm-hmm. my brother, right? Uh, we had a mishap where we were trying to build a garden. Uh, so we put stones around it and stuff. And of course, I don't. We, we're still new to the game. We don't know what we're doing exactly. But we actually did figure out how to like the hoe the ground and put down the seeds and that kind of stuff. But in the process of making the garden, we accidentally trapped a pig. Oh in no! It. And we were like, we we're like, huh? But then the pig got a bunch of hearts, and we we're like, guess we're building a different garden, and that's now our <laughs> pig pen. <laughs> what we need to do with the pig pen, I don't know. But coincidentally, the second pig that's in there also just got in there. Like it, that something happened where a pig ended up on our roof, uh, and then sort of like jumped down to like the fence somehow. Because um, he was kind of like stuck in a tree, and I was kind of letting him go by knocking leaves of the tree away. And he just sort of like did I sort of like okay, he's above the fence. Let's see what happens. So I knocked him like by. Cut down or knocked away the bricks that were the leaves beneath him, so he landed on the fence and then he just sort of walked into the fence, walked into the pen. We're like, cool, we have a second pig now. Cool, like I, I don't know what that means. Like I don't want to kill them and get bacon from them yet, or pork chops. I think is what. Yeah. So them. do you want to know like, how
1: to uh, how to breed animals?
0: I assume they have to like us first. I think that's a thing, right? So
1: no, there's no friendship meter. I don't think.
0: Well, but they do give you hearts. So yeah, they that's to, like, not what that is.
1: It's, um... If you oh. feed them... I think it's wheat for cows and something else for pigs, maybe. Um, if you mm-hmm. feed them that, uh, and then you feed the second pig that, they will, like, swirl around each other and, like, a bunch of hearts will appear and then it'll sw- spawn a little teeny pig.
0: Oh. Yeah. So we're actively breeding them.
1: Yeah, so, um... I don't think, I think there's some hidden mechanic, like, because you can't discern it, but they can't, like, obviously inbreed, uh, too much. I don't know they sent to which, uh, <laughs> tracks that.
0: Too much. Um. Uh, what, what I think, but they can, they can keep breeding, like, a mom and a dad, right?
1: Yeah, I, th- I guess that would be it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so, what if I just keep them making kids, and that's just how I get my bacon?
1: That is mm-hmm. possible. I mean, they don't age okay. or die or right. anything. It it's sounds not like...
0: So, all I need is two, and we kill the babies. Got it. All right.
1: Yeesh. <laughs> oh God, well, I mean, they so look so the terrible. same, so eventually...
0: It is just a, it is just a Minecraft game. Come eventually, <laughs> you'll kind
1: of lose track of which one's which if you get enough. Um, That's
0: enough true, win. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just give it to all three, right? And then whichever two end up together, then kill oh boy, the other that's,
1: uh, <laughs> <is> Prickly pear.
0: <laughs> I just like, I don't know. It's, it's fun. Like I, I end up up, I end up doing a lot more mining and mm-hmm. he does more of the farming stuff. It's, it's been kind yeah. of fun. Um, I I regularly fall down mine shafts and get hurt a lot and lost and have to dig my way out after three days. Yeah, and... <laughs> hot tip.
3: It's a general rule. You never dig straight down. You never know what you're going to find down below. Yeah. Oh
0: no, no, I do. I do. I do steps, but sometimes those steps break into a larger cavern and I just drop down in. Yeah, like right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. That's it for Minecraft for me. I didn't have a lot to say about it. It's new to me. I just thought it. Like I was just like. Wow, this is like much more than I Very thought. Very deeply
3: was. faceted game for um, sure. Like, there's a lot to it for sure.
0: Right. Um. And oh, I will say one thing. I don't know what they're called, but they have this purple dust around them, and they teleport around. And sometimes they hit you oh, with a brick. No, Ender. Whatever yeah. they. Enderman. I legit am afraid of them. Like, I get like, I'm like, uh, I'm not getting you near that. You should be but terrified because they,
3: they do well, teleport. They... You look them in the eye.
1: They jump scare you. They
3: what? Yeah, like if you look them directly in the eyes, uh, they will come for you and they will uh, destroy everything that you hold and cherish. Um, I have killed at least yeah. six of them, but they still. My freak best me advice six. would be to uh, get a jack o' lantern and then put it on your head, and then uh, you can look at them, and they will not uh, attack back. Like uh, you will not provoke them. It's a very helpful huh. advice from what I've heard. Um, yeah. Um.
0: Never found a pumpkin yet to make one, but yeah. cool. I will. Keep it's that either in mind. that
3: or you could line um, the border of uh, your territory, like of your place, with uh, cactus, and yeah, <laughs> that's what I did for a safety measures. Um, okay. Huh. Um, was uh, yeah, creating like a small barrier where um, you know you could like dig a trench, and then you can like line like uh, the the perimeter of your place with cacti, and you can create these things like really quickly very easily they'd practically grow on their own yeah. and yeah they're they're like an extra safety measure against like um any sort of trespassers that might come into your place whether it's like zombies creepers etc whatever it is cacti are actually quite useful
0: huh i will i will i will maybe use that because we actually are next to a desert where we excellent built, so okay cool um so morg uh your last game uh that we have on our list uh what are you what is the last thing you've been playing because i've been playing it a bit until recently it's too. a staple
3: it's gu generations ultimate it's actually surprisingly yeah. deep uh it's it's still got quite a lot of content to it even though a lot of people have kind of moved away from it um there's so many Yeah, like yeah despite uh, the meta for the game being largely like Valor play with contenderizer, crib boost, and like um a bunch of like the conventional skills that you see in world, um, there's actually quite a lot of ways to play this game. I've actually ventured into uh heavy bow gun that does not use crouching fire. Um, it's a wide range set. Um, there's also um here. Let me see if I can. Yeah. That's oh my fun. god, it's quite fun. Um, aerial style switch axe is still one of my favorites to go into. Um, there's
0: yeah, I've I've heard a lot of good things about that, specifically from my real life mm-hmm. friends too. They just love that. Um, personally, I use a adept Greatsword on generations mm-hmm. ultimate. Um, just I like adept. Like the the concept of adept, it's always uh, intrigued me. Yeah. So, in Generations uh, Standard, I played. It wasn't Greatsword, but I played it. Oh, I played Adept Charge Blade. Oh, Adept uh, Charge that. Blade. That's such a strong set. It's actually probably, I think, still
3: the most powerful way to play um, Charge Blade, as far as I can recall. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: It was very meta, and I'm not normally part mm-hmm. of a meta. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I like to uh, expand the totality of possibilities. Um, I've still got to um, beat all of the village quests in order to be able to lock the, uh, I believe it is the uh, Barna Cap, which gives you maxed out wide range right off the bat. It's a pretty good piece, and I've got, like, a set lined up for that. Um, there's still, like, tons okay. to do in that game. Um
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got, like, a couple of the, the sort of, like, end-end tier quests to do in mm-hmm. Village. And there's one of them, like, I just don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm ever going to finish it, because it's just, like, it's insane. And it's, uh you're in the same map where Shagaru Magala oh, appears. Oh, yes. Uh, that sort of, and you're fighting a Hyper, is it, a, yeah, a Hyper ogre and a Furious oh. rajon. And it's yeah, like, that's
1: the caravan quest or the Rainbow Pigment and four as well, mm-hmm. in the in the sanctuary map.
0: Yeah, and then when you beat those two, Shagaru Megala shows up. Which I'm not I'm not at all scared by Shagaru Megala. I just cannot survive a hyper ogre and a rajong at the same time. I just I have not been able to. What like yeah. Straight One of my glass. most
3: powerful go-to sets that I do rely on for like a lot of like those uh, wider-bodied but lower, like lower to the ground creatures um, that I usually fight is um, this is something that a lot of people would not use. It's uh, aerial pe- uh, pellet heavy bowgun. It's actually remar- it's remarkably good. Um, just being able to vault hmm. over top of the monsters and being able to just unleash all of your pellet rounds on top of them, um, and just getting mounts like crazy. It's just so good one of my favorites to go for um yeah okay i mean there's there's a bunch of other sets that i've also made like um there's a valor longsword set that i've made that relies on um uh resentment crisis uh and i believe it was uh Mm. dragon spirit and the end okay
0: so very similar skills but in different ways Oh yeah yeah they're quite
3: they're quite strong together um they actually synergize really well especially when you've got um yeah what is it uh i believe it's called uh demon spirit no uh, there's a a long sword skill that actually uh reduces your uh, health and gives you temporary health um the longer you don't attack for and while it's active it gives you like a 30% increase to your raw So, when you stack all that stuff together, you can get an insanely high raw. Like, I think I can get, like, well over 700 raw. Um, Just based off of that, critical hits, sharpness, and stuff like that. Like, a lot of people would not even, like, consider that kind of a set because it's so high risk. But it is remarkably powerful for what it's capable of doing. Especially if it's in the hands of somebody who knows what they're doing and knows the monster very well. um, They'll never get touched it's so good so it's like heroics oh, exactly again. it's exactly like heroics before heroics yeah. was even a thing if i could have stuck heroics on that set oh my god it would be so insane oh,
0: heroics has been a thing since try oh you know, we that. know
3: oh heck heroics has been a thing since like i think freedom i think it's been in freedom yeah uh for monobloch I- armor
0: yeah, I I think it has been. But I the most stuff I remember was people fighting Devil Joe and try with heroics. So I'm like, "How are you not getting touched? Like I don't, what are you doing?" They're
3: <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's like Dark Souls before uh, Dark yeah. Souls was even a thing.
0: Of course. Yeah, cuz you know, we all know what's a better <laughs> series. We literally had a discussion in the Discord today how much I don't like Dark Souls. No, it's wink, blink. <laughs> yeah. Um okay. Um, so we have one more game uh, Haru I know you haven't got you don't have to talk a lot uh, in this section but you've been talking about this game a while and I think you finally finished it Tales oh boy of... Tales?
1: finally beat Tales of Vesperia finally yeah. finally finally I'm um god damn uh if you go on howlongtobeat.com uh this, .com in case you were wondering um, it's a, <laughs> it says the average completion time is forty to fifty hours, which is bullshit because this game took me hundred and twenty hours to beat. Granted, I grinded a bit near the end for a lot of those, but it's at least eighty hours or more um, if you're if you're trying to like complete the dungeons and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the ending and this is this is just gonna be spoilers. That's why I put it at the end of the podcast. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Sweat. That makes sense.
1: If, so if you've never played this long ass JRPG, um, I, I yeah, definitely recommend it. It's it's a really uh, it's dated by now, but the combat is still um, very competent, and uh, uh, even though it gets old, um, maybe past the fifty hour mark, um, and it's very grindy, and just in how you you have to unlock all of the um, uh skills that are tied to your weapons. It's tied sort of like a weapon uh affinity system or experience system. Mm. Um and then once you unlock okay. the skills, uh some of those skills are um they change your attack abilities, your arts, and you have to equip different combinations of those, uh, and use an art to discover a, a altered art. And once you use an altered art, you have to use it a hundred times if it's a martial art, or fifty times if it's the spell. To unlock it, just to be able to equip it freely without the skill. Oh, great. Um, so there's a lot of grinding oh, to be done. Okay. Uh, just to unlock everything. Eh. But I mean, it's worth it. Some of the spells are so uh, sort of very cool. Just like, um, <laughs> uh, there's this one, like, uh, demonic sort of fire pentagram thing that the spellcaster gets that's really fun. Um, but anyway.
0: Oh, yeah, because magic is evil, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, she sort of has, oh, like, geez. a demon cat aesthetic to her. And that sounds very anime, but it's not It's not terribly forced. Oh, oh, oh yeah.
0: yeah. That's super anime, she's, yeah. <laughs> she's mostly an <laughs>
1: elemental mage, minus wind and without light. But, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, the end of the game, just story-wise, um, it was satisfying. I really, I liked just, just because the, they give it so much time to uh, to explore these characters and to breathe. And it's all fully voiced, the main story at least. So uh, it's really hard to fault them there. Um, I will say it was this game was a bit strange with how it handled villains. Um, in the second act, it, it very abruptly introduced this villain, as I described before. Um, yeah, uh, Alexei, uh, the commandant of the knights. Um,
0: oh my God, Alexa is the villain. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Um, and immediately as it's, cause the, the empire and the sort of like corruption of it has been this looming threat the entire game and this menace. Yeah. Um, but immediately as soon as they introduce Alexei as a villain, they say, oh, he's gone rogue from the, from the empire. Uh, and he's sort of like off on his own with his own little cadre of knights, um, and all these remote ruins and places. So it sort of, it sort of limits the, Uh, menace of him because he doesn't embody the establishment of this empire anymore he's just even even when he sort of does when he's taking over the capital he's he's still in a rogue Mm -hmm. operation so it's like it's kind of like uh it's kind of like not all cops like that kind of yeah like like not everyone's bad it's not
3: necessarily (laughs) like a villain like it's not necessarily like evil it's just you know it's a difference of opinion you know it doesn't make it evil
1: Oh, he's super evil. But he's oh. like super white hair. What's that trope? <laughs> white hair, black soul. <laughs> um, he's, he's absolutely uh, okay. that. He goes super crazy. Um, and he sets off. So, Sephiroth. Uh, <laughs> he's sort of spikier though. It's not as silky and long. Oh, uh, okay.
0: Okay, okay. give for um,
1: villain. Yeah. Well, there's a couple white haired people. But anyway, um, the actual ending, <laughs> ending of the game, uh, the, the overarching, uh, so I guess main villain that gets introduced basically halfway into the game, the central conflict, mm-hmm. is this... Um, the Blastia are sort of like the technology of this world, they're magitech, and they're sort of like... yeah. You could see it as an allegory for electricity and the greenhouse effect in real life, um, because the use of the, the Blastia oh. is uh, making the air crane of the world overproduce and send this air, which is sort of like this mana-like substance... To overpopulate and run rampant and the Antelopea, which are the sort of like, uh, sage dragon creatures, uh, they, they consume air, uh, and they, uh, you know, they moderate the planet, right? But okay. Okay. in ancient times, they would overconsume air because the air was running rampant and overrunning the planet and causing a bunch of, uh, negative health effects. Um, and they became this, this giant black sp- sp- space blob called the, mm-hmm. Fagos the Aphagos. Um, and it's it's cool because
0: well, this is some weird names. <laughs> it's cool
1: because yeah. you're playing this fantasy game at the end of the second act, like the this giant blasty in the center of the ocean literally sends up a, a laser that like it like hits the atmosphere and the, the like the blue sky it, like disappears and hexes and you just see out into space and it's like, oh there's like straight up this is like a planet. Um it, yeah. Um, and they always refer to it as a planet, not like a world or a realm uh, throughout the story. Yeah. But it's interesting that there's actually, like, you see this satellite that the ancient civilizations put up to, like, encase the planet in a force field, and the autophagos is just, like, right there lurking outside it. So the minute it drops, it, like, starts hmm. creeping in, um, and it sort of, like, uh, t- tints the the um, sky of the game purple for the entire final act.
2: Hmm.
1: Um. Okay. <laughs> yeah uh yeah so so the ending of the game uh, eventually after this this dungeon rises up out of the uh out of his mountain range and it's this very floating uh castle-like city it's this huge me- mega dungeon uh that I really really love um it's kind of funny there's a bunch of teleporters and and, and items in the dungeon like uh Objects that are, you can't interact with until, like, literally the f- f- last chamber of the game. Hmm. You find, like, the elevator key.
0: <laughs> so, Sylphco from Pokemon? Oh, I love
1: that. <laughs> yeah, element. it's a multi-level. Yeah. It's a lot more interesting and varied than just an office building, but yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I getcha. But it, it feels reminiscent, at least.
1: Like, it's really great, because you, first you're climbing through this uh, sort of, like, I guess, arcane crystal uh bio biological experiments area. Then you get up to this uh city area, like a terrace, and in the background, the skybox, you see this huge tower on the horizon. You see the vastness of this ancient dead city. Um, that I really thought was impressive. It's not just like a cave, it's it's like this ancient city, uh it fits with the themes of the game that they're using as the final dungeon. Um, and it and there's a God. whole section where you're climbing up the tower and you're getting to the top of it. Um uh yeah so I would say Vesperia really I really appreciate the environments uh like with that looming thing in the background there's some really great just just uh spaces that you have to just walk through and you, you like see the background coming up on you like in the secret dungeons of the game uh these air krene, you go past the air Crane and you walk into this cavern this rift in the earth and it's this cool blackish blue stone and you see this little single like line of fire in the distance and you just eventually you walk, like, your character gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and you just approach this, and then it Mm -hmm. opens up into this whole magma cavern area. Um, which, unfortunately, they copied that dungeon four times. Uh, it's a side dungeon. Uh, but, you know, I really appreciated the just, the design of it. Um. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, but anyway, at the end of the story, uh, I felt like the whole greenhouse allegory was sort of uh, uh, sidelined in a weird way, because it introduces this human villain uh, <laughs> Oh, Duke, yes, his name was. Uh, another white-haired uh, <laughs> Sephiroth type. <laughs> and about and he's been going... Yeah, it is, totally. Um, he's been present throughout the whole game, just to sort of like show up at random areas and go like, I detest humans and humanity. I live above the mundane existence, like that kind of thing. Um,
0: so so he's just some sort of like, just dude that just complains about humans, and you're like, oh, he's a villain now? Yeah, he has a
1: backstory, and he's what? supposedly like super powerful from the last war. Um,
0: oh, a human who hates so humans. not Sephiroth.
1: Yeah, and he has like a world mm. domination scheme to like equalize nature. And it's like, you really didn't need mm. that, and I feel like if they just created the Adifaros as sort of an existential threat, they could have had that be interesting on its own. And it's weird because Duke comes yeah. into the story, he's present from the first, like, first part of the game, but he only, like, really, you only really learn things about him, and they set him up as a villain in the last, like, I think it's the last dungeon before the final dungeon.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's kind of strange in that So facet. He was just
0: sort of like, so like there, and then they're like, "Hey, by the way, this guy." And you're like, "That guy? Really?" <laughs> it's like finding out the 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 cabbage guy was like the lord whatever in uh, like in... uh, what? we Trying to talk about Avatar. It's not it's not yeah. quite that bad. Like he always looked the,
1: like supremely out of place.
0: Sure, yeah, he's always he's always looked suspicious. But I'm saying like as far as like just like he's like he's been there, but he's suddenly not been threatening, and he's like. Wait, him? <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. But, okay.
1: um, like, because the whole, there's setting up this whole thing where we humans have to give up blast and they have to give up this current technology, um, to ensure the world endures. In order
0: to save the player. Uh, yeah. Um,
1: and it, they kind of minimalize that self-sacrifice narrative to, uh, just do this oh. sort of gen- more generic sort of platitude of, like, the power of friendship and if we all work together and we can reach our goals and very um,
3: contemporary way of handling things, yes.
1: <laughs> um, but overall, the themes of the game are good. I really like the story, um, and the character uh, interactions are great. Um, uh, it's funny, because most of the party hate each other, but there are a couple uh, party members that the game sort of fixates on, sort of the earliest party members you get, sure. mm-hmm. and uh, I appreciate them. Like Yuri and the protagonist and Estelle, the princess-type uh, female lead. Uh, Mm -hmm. They had a really sort of touching relationship. Um, And, like, in the night before the final battle, they, uh, like, agree to, like, go on traveling together in the future. Hmm. And the game sort of leaves it unspoken, uh, whether they have more of a uh, platonic or a romantic relationship. I guess it's sort of, like, leaving it up for the viewer to decide. Right, yep.
0: All right, that's not bad. Yeah. At least it's not, like... At least it's not the anime trope. Does he like me? Does she like me? The whole time. Like at least they agreed to something, because that's what. Like I'm gonna be honest. Like, hundred percent. A lot of the times, what ticks me off about an anime is that kind of crap. Because like, I like I like romance and stuff, and when you just toy around with it too much, it's no longer interesting and it's just infuriating. So like even though it's ambiguous that actually sounds like it did something you know what I mean like
1: yeah I mean eh. I, I guess like I've talked earlier about this sort of princess tropes with Estelle but um, yeah uh, she comes into her own towards the end of the game and I really I guess it could be it could be a lot worse than them not sort of giving it as t- definitive um, uh, explanation of their relationship uh, if you think about like Xenoblade and the, the love triangle they tried to pull there ugh. No. Multiple love triangles, by the way. I, I Not one, just two.
0: I I I, I didn't play Xenoblade.
1: So. Um, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: and I guess it, it's such a long game, so I can't fault it. But there was no like, where are they now? Sequence. It was all just sort of like art in the credits, uh, which okay. is fair. But and because it, there's such a long end game too for such a long game
0: right um it kind of reminds me you know like i don't know if you you guys have certainly seen oh, the Lord of the Rings, right? I love that. oh nice. yeah
1: the six endings
0: yeah well not, not just the six endings but like when it actually does go to the credits just like how releasing it was just to see the artwork and that kind of stuff of the like just the drawings of the different cast and characters with that music like oh it was it was moving like that's what i'm kind of feeling like what what you're talking about there at the end of that game it's just like you're through this like long journey i'm sure there was more hours in this than lord of the rings but like (laughs) you know i'm watching a movie that long it feels like um and like i i feel like it's the same kind of feeling at least that's how i see it i didn't play this you know this game obviously but like the the payoff not the six endings that kind of fake you out kind of thing that's actually rather annoying especially rewatching the movie <laughs> <laughs> but like you get to the end and it's got that 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 music that's like I can not i i can't I can't describe it it's, you know like sad almost like sad that it's ending but like happy oh man it's like a happy that's soundtrack. A certain
3: element At the of the great heavens like, yeah like like there's a certain certain level of like juxtaposition i
0: suppose where it's like it, right, it's like coming to we a close won, but like kind of thing. Yeah, this chapter of our life is right. ending, and it's just like, and and like that, like that, like I mean, I'm gonna admit, I cry at movies, and now that, that made me cry. Like now, I was like, not like oh, but yeah, like a couple tears. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I, I I literally tell my so the, like I watched all of these in theaters when they came out. So like when the third one uh, ended, it was I was in uh, early high school, I, I think, got, yeah, and. uh... I, I told my brother I was like I think I can die right now like <laughs> I don't need to see life that was good yeah, so <laughs> it was a good w- run
1: whereas Lord of the Rings sort of has those a lot of endings which I really respect actually just to sort of let you decompress yeah. from the whole journey of it and all the
0: oh uh, that is that is a good a good point yeah
1: um if Asperia is literally like it ends at a CG well it ends at the credits but it ends at a CG scene at the end of the final boss battle at the top of this tower. Um, so it's very much, you reach the ending, and it stops. Um, so, so I would have appreciated oh, so just, have like, one, to... one, one, like, where are they now scene, I'll say. Okay. Um.
0: Wow, it's like, it's like one of those movies that, like, cut the credits, done. It's like, what? <laughs> well, I mean, it wraps up. <laughs> a little too like abrupt, they defeat man. defeat the Atifagos. Yeah, sure.
1: The, it's a rush for the defeat of Atifagos in the, the cutscene, but, um, yeah. Okay. The, like, uh... I'd say my favorite character was Rita, the mage. Um.
0: Okay. Just that's cause she TV doesn't take girl. anyone's shit. <laughs>
1: um, like there's, there's some weird gender okay. politics with like Raven and like he's the pervy old man character and that's his running joke is like, ah ha ha, I like ladies, they're like, they're 16, ugh. Um. <laughs> like, yeah. And, oh my god, the DLC character Patty, the little pirate girl, is such a, such a goddamn waste. Cause they add her after. Editor in the sort of expanded edition, um, to Visperia that was released on PS3. So they had to, like, back, back mm-hmm. work her into all the conversations. Oh my so she God. just sort of, like, chimes in, like, I agree! Ooh. And, like, fishpan. Um, and, like, That's... she's a 10 year old, why? Uh, she has a big backstory and amnesia, God. why? Uh, and she wants to marry the main character, oh. who is, like, an 18 year old man. So, like, why? Why Patty? Uh, um, that's all I wanted to vote to her. <laughs> um,
0: oh my God! It's so. Oh.
1: There's actually <laughs> there's actually so many side quests in Vesperia. Um, they're all they're uh, all not voiced. Um, it's weird. Uh, sort of how you have to find them. You have to revisit old towns. And there's so many scenes you get from staying in inns you stayed at before. Uh, you just sort yeah. of have to diverge off of the path of the main quest. And just go anywhere else, and you'll just find a bunch of new character interactions. Such as when you get a new party member, uh, and that's okay. really nice because it makes the world feel alive. Even if I wish the side quests were voiced too. Um.
0: Sure. Yeah, I could see that. Like you're used to a, such a higher echelon in quality the rest of the game, and you get to the side quest, you're like, "What?" <laughs> I can I can see that.
1: Yeah, I mean that's every JRPG I, I though, would. unfortunately. Um. Okay.
0: Uh, I mean, I feel I feel that would you say that Octopath Traveler is a JRPG? Because I feel like they did not do that. that. Like, is Octopath a voice <laughs> not Yeah, it is. Huh. Very much so. Um, I just don't, well, I don't even know if it had side quests as part of it, actually. Well, I mean, it was like, it's,
1: it's kind of a tough comparison, because this is a much longer game where the party members can actually
0: interact. That's true. That's true. Well, well I disagree there. The party members interact, you just have to do you have to pay attention just to watch those scenes well, I, I, I haven't played
1: Octopath I just heard some, some scuttlebutt about it
0: no there there is people just you know were butthurt that all the stories don't converge into one for some reason hmm. cool vignettes are not a thing in movies right? yeah
1: I, I can see I kind of like this longer no, longer format better um, sure uh, just in Anyways, concluding yes, thoughts on Vesperia <laughs> um uh-huh. I just respect it for just being such a long game uh it's not like a modern product it's not it didn't have like a really short dev cycle um, it feels complete uh, which is just the most important thing you can ever you could ever do sure um it's just funny how how so many features like the sorcerer's ring uh, the, being able to break and burn objects in the environment uh, and revisiting old dungeons mm. how many features like that that they just sort of don't front load, because you, you start, like, a modern game like Breath of the Wild, like an open world game, and it's like, oh, here's all the things you get in the entire game, have fun playing. <laughs> like, well,
0: yeah. experience the entire game I, I all feel like. I feel like, I feel like that's not true until you sort of leave the uh, beginning area, but yeah, I get what you're saying after that, because it's like, hey, uh here you are here's the game we're going to ease you into stuff and then just th- literally throw you off the cliff of whatever's beginning that area is mm-hmm. bye-bye yeah, <laughs> like yeah. figure it out well, I mean, like... it's
1: just so important to let a game grow um and not always yeah, be the you know, same I mean. You're experience right. constantly sorry Morgan you were going to say
3: no i agree with. well i was going to say that yeah there there is a pretty significant difference between like an open world game as well as like uh um a very linear style of game like comparing like say minecraft to like meta medan which is going to be coming out really soon um yeah there, are are definitely like very very significant elements that may, that mm-hmm. um divide those games like in certain ways like one game will force you to make decisions where there are certain paths that you would have to follow where there's a certain ending that you might want that's more favorable and then there's another one where it's like well you're basically in the sandbox, you know, the world is your oyster and you get to do whatever you please. Um, yeah, they're, they're incredible trouble. Yeah. Between the two. I,
1: and I think it's so I, important guess, that we remember like traditional styles of games that aren't open world because true. open world is just like, okay, we created this entire amount of the game. It's so expensive that we can't do anything else. Yeah. This game cannot change. You know, the story is not going to subvert the status quo. Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: Right. that And I agree with you, because that's why I tend to go back to some older style games myself. Like, I, I talked about, the you know, a long time ago at this point, in the same podcast, though, Amid Evil, right? That's an old style, like, beat the end of the level, go to the next level. Now, there's, like, a hub world, but it's not really meant to be, like, super explored. It's, like, hub world is meant to traverse between levels, mm-hmm. right? It's not... Like, sometimes going back to that old style, I you can appreciate the craft a little bit more sometimes. Uh, and I, I get what you're saying about open worlds. Even though I love Breath of the Wild, I like, it feels like it was crafted in certain areas and then there's sort of like, okay, so here's the larger world and we're going to plop this here, this here, and this here, this here. Like, uh, like it doesn't it doesn't feel the same and then as is something that you're going into and you're like okay this is the experience that we're going to see and try to go for and are able to more focus it you know what i mean like I, i i like i feel like i feel like there's a space for both kind of games But I do feel like there's been an imbalance in a lot of AAA games to be one way or the like to be more of the open style. Well, I mean, if you you know, like, hey,
1: if you want to tell an interesting story, it's really difficult to do it with an open world game Mm -hmm. because yeah, the pacing, no, Uh, the budget, and sort of care for quality, no, Mm -hmm. Um, it's so much more feasible to do that when you have you you can take chapters and And be like, oh, you're stuck in this dungeon, go. Um and,
0: yeah it, and even though I enjoyed Breath of the Wild for its story and that kind of thing um it's certainly not the strongest story in Zelda. Uh it's certainly not it's definitely for, the worst. The best
1: is definitely the worst. Uh
0: I I can't say that for sure because I've only i played so little of them to completion. Uh I think I've only played 3 of them to true completion, which was Ocarina, Twilight and um, Breath of the Wild. Like, I don't think I finished any other ones. So, eh, <laughs> like, I don't think I, I can make that judgment, but... Well, I can, because I've played it. all 3
1: Zelda, so.
0: Sure, but, I you mean know, we're talking about... Uh, well, from my perspective, right? Like, I really enjoyed it, but I'm not going to put it above Twilight Princess or Ocarina mm-hmm. of Time. Right? It, in my ranking, it would be the bottom also. But I didn't... But, but like... I'm trying to like kind of fumble through what I'm trying to say here, but like, I don't think it was bad. However, and I really enjoyed stuff like uh the the Ruto. I can't remember her name, Mira. I don't, I don't know remember, whatever the fish girl was. Um, I really enjoyed that sort of dynamic of like her kind of being in love with Link, but like being more like duty to her people kind of stuff. But they're like they're, that stuff is like hinted at. It's more breezy and that kind of stuff. Whereas like like Ocarina of Time, which is the one I, I I think I like the most. It's like you get like these overt things of like, hey, you know, I like you kind of stuff to Link, and Link is like, I'm a kid. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like like that kind of thing. Like but like. It's definitely got a more, like, it's like, you can go explore in Ocarina of Time, and it doesn't really suffer for that, but you're kind of just delaying the inevitable of going where you're supposed to go. <laughs> and then, uh, like, but it feels like, it feels like a, like a, if you do, you know, if you do go through the the whole story and everything, it feels um, more concise and better paced. Basically, like you're saying, but... I think we can enjoy the, the open world stuff and just not...
1: Well, the structure of Ocarina of Time is... Vesperia doesn't nearly go to the extent that most Zelda games uh, did. But the structure of Ocarina of Time is Metroidvania. Right. And the structure of Breath of the Wild is like a Parkour game. You can just go anywhere, do everything, nothing really matters, nothing really connects to each other. Because um, it all has to take place at the same time and not affect each other because then you have to create a bunch of different versions of everything. Whereas in Ocarina of Time you can go yeah. through all the dungeons and then go back to areas you previously explored and use the new items to find different things and to do different side quests. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really yeah, interesting and so, in, that, in that way.
0: Right. And I know Ocarina isn't your favorite Zelda anyway. It, it's up there. It's the one it's I'm it's most great familiar with. Um, yeah.
1: <sighs> okay, yeah, <Vesperia. laughs> Um yeah. yeah, it's just really... It's just really hard to. I have my 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 uh, yeah my niggles um, but it's really hard to vault the game uh for all that it offers. I would say.
0: Sure. Okay. Awesome. Um, well, I think that's all we have for tonight. Um, in these well over two hours. Oh my gosh, what is it? Uh, Two hours? Two and a half? Yeah. Well. yeah, uh, the listeners probably won't hear the full because we had to. Yeah, we had some technical issues. Mm-hmm, in the middle yeah. there, but, <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, like it, uh, longer episode. Oddly enough, this is not the longest I've done. We'll have to go another fifteen-ish minutes to break yeah. my record. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you guys for listening, especially if you got to the end. Uh, I normally like to keep, uh, I normally like to keep it a lot more concise, but like. The reason why, and I, I already know the title for this podcast. Most of the time, I come up with them on the fly, and like, like oh, I'll just—and I try to make them funny. But like, this is the calm before the ice storm, is what it's going to be called because yeah. there's going to be nothing but Iceborne for a long time. And I, don't get me wrong, Monster is my favorite series. Super excited for Iceborne, but like, I just really want to wanted to get all of it out that like what we've been playing and the kind of stuff because we haven't got to do that a lot and I'd like to talk about other things outside of Monster Hunter sometimes too and we've just been del- you know just like bombarded with trailer after trailer and trailer 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 news 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 like like just like okay let's just cool off have a good time with like a, you know, like you know what I mean it's just like uh but uh yeah anyways thank you for listening guys and uh, thank you for listening to us ramble on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, I was glad will... to be able Jeff... to
1: word vomit my <laughs> concluding thoughts on Vesperia before I spoke to out.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's always a joy having you on, Morg. Um, oh, it's awesome to have you on. Um, we will, uh, like, again, I've said this three times now, but we will, because I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll wrap it up here. Um Thank you guys for listening. This is Fortwan. I will see you guys on the next quest, probably in Iceborne. Uh, Where will you be on the next quest in Iceborne? Oh, my (laughs) God. Well,
3: since I haven't actually uh, touched any of the beta material, um, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to actually be uh, recording a a full campaign rundown of uh, just me playing the game, full experience just in the raw of Iceborne. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of fun um, figuring out the how the new meta is going to work out. But I'm pretty sure that um, the sets that I have right now are are still going to hold up fairly well because they don't conform to the meta. So, um, yeah, there's going to be that. Uh, you can also catch me on uh, Twitter uh, at morganhay 3 You can also um, find me pretty much anywhere in Discord pretty much because I'm like invading everybody's discord channels progressively one by one um you can also find all my work on youtube i just recently um got together a playlist of all my recent work um yeah and um yeah yeah if you if you need any uh, hunts or anything like that you can keep in touch with me in discord
1: okay Alright,
0: uh, Haru, where will you be?
1: Uh, thanks, Wolfie Mellon, for the music. If we didn't say that, I'd honestly forget at this
3: point. Oh, yeah, Oh, yes, my we God, we forgot for that. that. Yeah, such Sorry. A
0: privilege. She didn't hear it, though. There's no way she listened to this
1: yeah, <laughs> whole I mean, um, Yeah, I'm at the Gran on Twitter. Uh, I'm not going to be tweeting. Iceborne's coming up. Um, <laughs>
0: I'm going to be tweeting a lot. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Go ahead.
1: Uh, see you guys next quest in Iceborne
0: yeah uh, and I forgot to say uh, my twitter is at HunterTubPod, I'm retweeting a lot um, little bit of a bomb drop I was longsword main, I'm now going to be yeah, the uh, best weapon
3: in the game
0: back to being a hammer bro, I was a hammer bro for a good 8 years of the series Like it was a majority of my monster Hunter time as a hammer bro exclusively and I'm going to go back to it, just because I just I, I, I tried it out. We had a couple problems with the quests and world. And I was like, you know what? I need to change it up. I, I just need to. So I did. And we're going to be doing that in Iceborne. Hey, Fortune, good so, luck with Volcano. Yeah. Okay, I didn't fight him, so I'll figure it out. Just do David for the head. That's, all, that's my only Sweet. advice. It's, it's the weakest part Great. of the body.
1: Great thing about dragons, nothing bad happens if you stand in front of their head. Nothing comes out.
0: (laughs) Oh, guys, I'm from Monster Hunter 1 in two days. Not worried. (laughs) Like, yeah, I know. You don't stand in front of the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Alright, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time.